So, T-Bone, mates, uh, as all our listeners know, uh, we've been lucky enough to be sponsored by Cheeky Monkey Brewery, and this next episode is obviously brought to you by Cheeky Monkey Brewery, but mates, uh, I just wanted to actually talk about some beers. We've been getting a lot of beers lately, not just their standard issue pale ales and west coast and east coast ipas they've got a whole bunch of limited release have you been ripping into a few i've been ripping into a few adzy nice yeah mate i've uh got this ripping into i've been ripping into the american red ale it's called uh cheeky fire and ice it's an absolute ripper nice sort of yeah thick red ale uh heaps of hoppy flavors at seven percent it's a beauty um, that's, a, that's a mid-strength for you isn't it yeah, man i think that's pretty that's pretty reasonable and uh, i know namu's in love with the uh lefties aren't you namu mate i love a lefties it's uh a, should it should, while, we're, while we're talking about this thanks cheeky monkey for your support your ongoing support really appreciate it yeah. mate their lefties is one of the best beers I've ever had in my entire life. There you go. Hazy East Coast IPA. Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, big it's, on the flavour, big on the tropical flavour, and big on the alcohol. really good reviews all over the place. So, yep. um, well done, Cheeky Monkey. You guys are doing some good stuff. Yep. And uh, also the uh, Cheeky Monkey Tropical Impact Pale. Only a little 4.4%. I think T-Bone likes that one, don't oh, you, T-Bone? you know me, Adzi. Bit of a two-pop screamer. <laughs> oh, go down just right. Yeah, nice. <laughs> no, mate, so, yeah, thanks, Cheeky Monkey Beer, to all these quality different flavours, all these limited releases, and they, they're just always making new limited releases. Yum, so yum, 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 yum. get down the shops, and if you see a, a, a nice uh, limited release label, wrap your lips around some, because they're bloody good. Until them Barrel Surf Podcast sent you. Exactly. You. Sounds good. I feel like a bit of a Cheeky Monkey <laughs> after a couple of Cheeky Monkeys. <laughs> Welcome to the Barrel Surf Podcast, everyone. It is Namu here. We are in the shared quarters again. We've uh, we've on, been on the road at the Margie's events and uh, all over the place, but we're back in the shed. As usual, we have got a couple of absolute Muppets on board today. T-Bone to the right. How are you, buddy? G'day, Namu. Fuck, it's really toasty in the shed quarters. I think Adzi's toasty. been busy um, insulating the shed quarters, so thanks, mate. It's fucking nice and... Toasty and cozy. Yeah, on that note, the uh, the man who interviewed 42 of the top 44 surfers in the world last weekend at Margaret River. Fuck, he got amongst it, Azzy. Well done. Yeah, I think I'm on the official uh, watch list for, um, for uh, what do you, what do you FBI, call it? FBI, FBI watch <laughs> yeah, list. Yeah, they're, they're um, stalk- stalkers lists. Eric <laughs> Logan's got a photo of you in his office and he's, yeah, he's throwing darts at it right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, eh? <laughs> you're fucking yeah, no, banned, man. Kennedy, you're banned. Oh, mate, I was banned before I got there. Um, but uh, no, we had an absolute unreal time down the Margie's comp there, and um, yeah, I didn't make it down for finals day, but I was mm. down there for all the other days, and yep. yeah, it was it was bloody awesome. But uh, someone who was there every day, every single day, our special guest in the shared quarters today for Barrel Surf Podcast is Mickey Plowman. G'day, Mick. How are you, mate? G'day, guys. Absolutely uh, stoked and honoured to be here in the shed. I've always wondered how. How this facility would look so to be here i'm quite honored and uh it's absolutely awesome thanks for having us here guys now as he's going to give you a bit of a uh bio introduction as you tell us about mick well mickey plowman he's a strange kid <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
He's got a he's, crash helmet and some coyotes. He right. Mate, he's one of the happiest humans you'll ever meet. I think he's known in the WCT world, world as Mr. Nice, aren't you, Mickey Plough? That is his nickname, yeah. Yeah, Mr. yeah. Nice. That's, yeah, Mr. Nice, mate. He's always smiling. Uh, he's always happy. And uh, I've got it on good word from Trev at Down South Physio, which is uh, all a, a mutual friend and physio. Shout out to Trevor at Down South Physio. Yep. Uh, mate, he reckons that you even smile while you're in pain doing exercises. <laughs> yeah. he, he reckons he's never seen you not smile. He reckons the more pain he puts through your quads and your hammies, you just have that weird smile and it gets bigger. And that's, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but... Uh, Mate, Mickey Plowman is a legend of a human. I've known him a very long time. We knocked around together as teenagers, stacking shells at our Woolies in Floriet there. And, um, mate, we used to come down south on surf missions together in your old blue Commodore wagon. That's right, yeah. Mickey had some was very... Was it a VR, 94? Oh, it was a bit of VC or something, wasn't oh, it? Oh, I can't remember. She was an absolute beauty. She got us down here and back, which is the main thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> mate, and, uh, mate, he had a long illustrious locks of hair back there. <laughs> Big, long, brown, curly hair. It went halfway down your back. It was uh, sensational. All the girls loved him, and he was so nice, he did nothing about it. <laughs> Even my sister had a crush on him, and uh, he was just too nice. He, he didn't have the killer instinct, but... Uh, I must say, those long, luscious locks are long gone. <laughs> they yeah. are long yeah. gone, Mickey they, Blair. They were the days. They, they were, best, were the days. The best days of your life, weren't they? They, they were great, hair. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one really good trip down south with you and a bunch of guys from uh, Woolworths in Floriot. Shout out to the Jonesy brothers and, yep. and a few of those cats. Parksy. Um, Joneses. G'day, Joneses. And I think I was following you... And it was night time, and it was like midweek, uh, and it was right near Smith's Beach here on Caves Road. And as I come around one of those really gnarly corners with the big dippers, like for those people that don't know, Caves Road is a treacherous road of, you know, big trees, dips, curves, bends, kangaroos, you know, uh, real real wild road. And I came around the corner at like on a Tuesday night or whatever the hell we're there at like nine o'clock, and there's a blue Commodore station wagon on its roof, mate, just rolled, and I'm like, Holy shit, Mickey Plowers rolled and mate, it wasn't with someone else with the same car on a and, and back then, man, we're talking like twenty five years ago, like there wasn't many people driving the roads at night and that was a pretty crazy and you I think you were you were there pulled over because you were in front of me and I was like yeah. wow, I was convinced it was you but it wasn't. So yeah, we, we go a long way back, yeah. hey, Mickey Plough. We do, we certainly do, and we live so close to each other back in uh Kareem back in, in Kareen in the days, yep. Yeah, so it goes a long way back, you and I, in the Woolworths days, and obviously uh, traveling down here, so it's been epic. Yeah, it's been good, and you've uh, moved down here a, a fairly long time ago, as with us, and mate, we're, uh, he, he must have got some sort of killer instinct, because he's got a missus and kids now, so he obviously made a move on someone eventually, but uh, well done, Mickey. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, it's but, always nice having nice people on the podcast, yeah, but as opposed um, to us. Mickey's got a special skill set. He does. He? Tell us about it. Yeah, mate, Mickey Plowman is... Um, Probably, I think he's in about the top two or three highest rated judges in Western Australia, outside of Perry Hatchett, the former uh, World Tour head judge. Uh, I think I heard someone say that him and Stomper, uh, Mickey Plow and Stomper, were the, were the highest rated judges. You've been involved in board riders your whole life, haven't you, Mickey? And you've just always been involved in judging and stuff like that. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. Ads. Yeah, it's been a huge passion of mine. Something I've really loved and got into. And yeah, I guess uh, next to surfing for me, it's the best thing to actually watch it and 
see it all go down, it's in, it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely love it. And yeah. passionate about it. No, you are, and you're mate, you're so fair as well. I could, I'm so biased. I could not be a judge. I'd just be like Jack Rubbo, ten, yeah. ten. But Mickey Plough, he's so controlled and uh, and fair, mate. Um, yeah, no, we've had some good times, and mate, Mick, Mickey Plowman's a he's a bloody good surfer in his own right. I've seen him pack some pits and. Uh, He's got a few little tactics. I always remember, you might not remember this one, Mickey, but uh, I remember one of your tactics you used to tell me back in the Trig Point days, yep. which uh, for those that don't know is the premier spot in Perth, which is hideously crowded and inconsistent and small. That no, used to be good in the 60s. It was, <laughs> it was pumping during the last Trig of the Point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's point. true. Yeah, But I always remember Mickey Plough being Mr. Nice and smiling at everyone. Once told me that his little tactic was while you were talking to everyone and having a chat, and laying on his board, he used to do the little two arms underneath the board and the little, uh, what do you call it, like little Ferris wheel paddle under the arm. So it didn't look like you were paddling, but you were just slowly edging your way to the inside. And I think that sums up Mickey Plough. He's, mate, he's keen. He's a frother. And he's smiling on the outside, but on the inside, he's he's going going like the clappers. Deadly <laughs> weapon. You remember that one, Mickey? I do, yeah. <laughs> that was your I do. That was my tactic. tactic. And then... Um, <laughs> But it, most of the times I was uh, being a goofy footer, I was just hunting down the left. So I needed to be on that side of the pack to oh, get the left. Yeah, come yeah. on, mate. Yeah. That's a, a smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I, it. it always stuck with me, that one. I always remembered that technique. It was a goodie. Just getting back to the um, the trig comp, the king of the point. Were you were you judging that one, Mick? I wasn't. No, I was working away. Um, I do fly and fly at work and I yep. was away that week. But um, a lot of my friends were telling me that... That weekend was the best weekend of the year. They said they'd been had a they pretty had a pretty tough summer up there for waves yeah. and stuff like that and sandbanks and they said everything came together for that particular weekend. Jeez, so it looks so, so stoked. fun, like unbelievable fun that day. Yeah, it looks Jeez, you don't see it too often. So Mick, you've been judging for a long time, mate. How did it all start? Uh, yeah, because um, no one it, else wanted to do it, and you thought, and, "Oh, fuck, I put my hand up." Yeah, it's just kind of a funny story, actually. It's um, everyone dreams of having a Stephen Bradley moment in their life, uh, the famous ice skater. Yeah. And I kind I of just watched that again the other day. Oh, actually, what a, the whole race! It was so it's incredible. Sick. It's so yeah. good. But yeah, so like for me, I got right into surfing. I started in '91, and then after about two years of surfing, um, we moved here to Western Australia from Cronulla and uh, the Cronulla area. And uh, I remember meeting all my local friends and they got us into the local trig board riders club and um, the junior club there. So I went to my first ever event and I don't know how, but I just had a Stephen Bradley moment and, and won it, won the junior really? thing. And then the next event, the following weekend was a junior, um, was sorry, the uh, Korean senior high school comp. And I, I didn't win it, but I was in year 11 and I was the only year 11 to make the final. So I've had two good results in a row. And I'm thinking, you beauty, I'm doing all right here. This could be, yeah. this could be me. Yeah, and then... Um, a couple of weeks later, there was a state round at Trig, and um, so I've gone in that thinking I'm half a chance. And I had this young guy, um, you might have heard him by the name of Taj Burrow in my head, <laughs> <laughs> and I realised straight away then I'd had two Stephen Bradley moments, because uh, he just put a can of wool pass on me. Uh, <laughs> it was like, he was 16 at the time, we were in the under 16s, and the, st the surfing he was doing as a 16-year-old kid was phenomenal. Yeah, like You I was would have been 17 at the time, eh? Oh, it was phenomenal. I think. You're a yeah, year you're right. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're, yeah, you're so we're in the under 18s. Yeah, I am. 76, yeah. I am. Oh, Shame he didn't go on with so, it, hey? Uh, yeah, and he uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was incredible. Yeah, so I straight away, I saw that there's very average of surfers and there's outstanding surfers. And then just around that time, um, Surfing WA were looking for young judges. Uh, a lot of the judging uh, guys that were doing the judging were all parents of young juniors. So um, 
kind of like taking their kids to all the events. They, Surfing WA really wanted to get a couple of young kids involved and they actually kind of shouted myself and a guy by the name of Chad Lone to do a course, which was run by Perry Hatchett. Yeah, and, and Chad did really well. He went on to judge QS events as well and things like that. And um, so we kind of were in the right place at the right time and we got right into it and both him and I were really passionate about it. And um, from there on in, just kept kept judging and working our way through there. It was awesome. Yeah. Sick. So, you know, the judging, the training, mate, is it changed between state, QS, CT level or is it the fundamentals pretty much the same? It kind of, it's, it's an interesting thing. So most people, pretty much everyone will start at their local level. So they'll judge, you know, mostly for us here in Australia, it'll be board riders and then you work your way to um, state round events type thing. And then each year, most guy, uh, each state will send a judge to judge the national events. So you generally get those guys and girls that, that judge that level and they kind of get asked to judge on from there. So it's, um, it is kind of like a little bit of a stage and a step. So everyone kind of starts by doing a, doing a course in their local area and just, following it over the years you know doing their regional kind of area and their state area and then they they work their way up so um from there with the nationals and obviously um if they do extremely well that's when they get asked to do wqs events and those kind of things yeah i think judging is is one especially surf judging you need to be a surfer right absolutely yeah you need to you need to have a love and a passion for it you know you're there all day you're there from you know obviously if you look at the local venture helping set up the tents at the start of the day you're there at the end packing them down and yeah, you're literally uh, judging pretty much, uh, yeah, you're judging there all day. And so you've got to be passionate. You've also got to have an understanding of what, what's difficult, what the criteria is. And um, yeah, so you really need to know, know have a good base and, base of, uh, and knowledge of what, what good surfing is. Yeah, yeah for sure. So as, as surfing has progressed over the years, I, I take it the criteria has sort of changed with it, right? Because it's just Absolutely. so radical and... Yeah, there's, there's been some really good things. And for us as surf fans, there's probably never been a better time to, to watch and follow surfing. Um, one of the biggest things that I've, that I've noticed, um, and it actually happened here at a Margaret River event where it all started, was where they went from three waves, your best three waves counting to your best two, and just seeing the standard of surfing lift from there. Yeah, right. um, so that that's a huge thing where that's come through. And obviously with that, they've they've I guess um, with the surfing judging criteria, they've added certain things like progressive and innovative maneuvers to the criteria as, as surfing's progressed. Yeah. So it's definitely something they look at. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you're trying to get three waves in say 25 minutes or something, mate, you, you're going to surf safer, aren't you? Because totally. you need to, mate, it, I, I struggle to get one wave in 25 minutes sometimes. <laughs> it's so, uh, you know, so to get three good ones, you're obviously going to go, well, I need to stick three. And when they cut it down to two, it allows to, so get one good one and then go, okay, well, I can go for it here. and Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good idea. It is incredible. And like it actually started here when the uh, Mike River Pro or the Masters was uh, a QS rated event. And we just had one really um, quiet day, you know, not many waves coming through. And that's when Perry Hatchett, who was head judging the event, he, to his credit, um, said, we need to do something here. So he changed it to the best two. Really? Two so that's, waves. that's where it actually changed. Yeah, it's my knowledge. From it started there. And then... Wow. Um, the the standard of surfing just lifted dramatically. I remember like for the Nehru next heat, you could see the guys. I'll, I'll never forget it. I know one of the Hobgood brothers was in it, and you could just say from word go there was nothing safe about it. They yeah. just went for it, and then I believe from here the next event was Bells, and the surfers were actually requesting that they go to that system, and they've really? pretty much had it ever since. So wow. it's, it's awesome. Yeah, ah, it's there really you cool. go, old Margie's bit of claim to fame. Yeah, West Australia dominating with the uh, yeah innovation, good stuff. So with the judging, Mickey, to become a judge, uh, like T-Bone was saying, obviously you need to be a, a surfer. Is there, mate, is there some sort of criteria you've got to like 
put together at least shotgun a, t- a few cans. Yeah, before well, the comp. Nah. <laughs> I was thinking more like, have you got to put it together a two minute edit and go look? Yeah. I can get pitted. I, I, I've been tubed before. Like you have to have a photo or a clip of you getting tubed. Otherwise, it's like, mate, no one even knows if you've been tubed before. You've got to know what good looks like because surfing is yeah. such a you know subjective sport. You know, if you if you're a competent surfer or you're just a shit, you know, one year learning to surf, what you think is good is, is totally different, right? Yeah, yeah, so talking about what looks good, Mick, question for you. Yeah, um, Style. How much is style taken into the criteria? Yeah, it's definitely, um, yeah, well, definitely a style does c- come into it to a certain degree. More, more than likely, we we generally look at what the guys are doing and the, the strength and the power of their manoeuvres. We're really looking for guys that are surfing strong in the critical section of the wave so where the waves breaking obviously the lip of the wave that's kind of stuff what we're looking for and we're also looking for guys putting it all online at the most critical part of the wave which is the start of the wave so guys that aren't playing it safe in their first turn and going hard so we're really looking for it we're in the criteria it talks about flow so when they're talking about style they're really looking at how someone will link a maneuver to another maneuver so the way they use their rail so it's something like um you know, someone does have a bad style, which, you know, some people have made it to top level with styles that probably aren't as fluent as, say, a Tom Curran or someone like that. We were talking about the elite, most beautiful style you can imagine. Refer- referencing the 90s Brazilians there, really, yeah. that was a pretty predominantly bad style, wasn't it? So, you know, there's we're, we're looking at what the surfboard does. And, we, we, you know, flow has come into the criteria. So we're looking how someone will flow from one manoeuvre into the other. And obviously, um, it's not the most important thing, but... It's, you know, I guess the flow comes into it more so than the style, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And they're pretty connected, flow and style, really. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big thing. Yeah, it's awesome. So we didn't mention before, Mick, you've been tied up in the in the Margaret River event over the last couple of weeks, mate. You've been. Uh, w- what's been your role there, mate? Yeah, I've been so lucky. It's um, been awesome. Actually, the last few years, I've since it's gone to a. Uh, CT rated event. I've been fortunate to uh, be a spotter, one of the spotters on the event. So uh, I'm involved with the guys just standing behind the judges and when they're watching replays and all that, I'll myself and a guy by the name of Ken McKenzie, will, uh, who's been there forever, um, we'll watch, uh, we'll basically watching the, the water and letting judges know if someone else is paddling for a wave while they're watching replays and just letting them know what's happening. And um, there's also another little part of it. Um, we have a little, so one of us will be spotting while the other one has like a little laptop in our hand, like a little iPad. And we actually link that to the judges have their own camera operator. So when they're watching their replays, it's not what we watch when we're watching a, a live event. It's not what we're watching. We, we, the judges don't watch the broadcast. They have their own camera operator. So he or she will film from the le- same level as the judges Okay. And they can use their replay. So what will happen From is... the same room? That's pretty cool. Same room, yeah. So this year... Just one camera operator? One camera room? operator, yeah. So What happens at a split peak? So if it's a split peak, they'll zoom back through that. Um, if they do need to use um, the webcast, they can use that. They can request that. But the way they've set it up is it's so far back that um, it's from the same angle as a judge. So when when you and I watch a webcast, it's zoomed in, you know, so you can see the technique, you can see everything really close up. Uh, the person that's u- using the camera will actually film from the same angle as the judges. So when they're watching a replay, they're not watching an enhanced or closer version. Oh, so they even, even if it's just like a right hand out at Margie's, for instance, and there's only one guy on the wave, they're not zoomed in on him. No. They're zoomed back as a yeah. naked eye perspective. Yeah, it's oh, definitely like somewhere like Margaret's, it is slightly zoomed in because obviously it's such a far distance apart, yeah. but it's definitely yeah. not as close as what you see on the webcast oh. where you, you literally 
Uh, so it gives a more realistic Realistic. Yes, yeah, so the judges can see the full, obviously when it's massive like it was uh, Sunday and Monday, you mm. can see the full height of the wave. You zoom yep. that far out. And also, sorry, what I was talking about before, whoever's um, has the iPad in their hand, they'll have the colours of the heat and they'll actually press the button. So if red gets up and goes right, you hit the red button uh, direction of the right. And then when they finish the wave, you're at wave end and that will link to the replay guy. Uh-huh. And he'll be able to give the replays to the um, the judges when they ask for Technology. it. Technology. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool watching him do it. Hey, Mick, I've got a question, mate. I yeah, mean, mate. we're pretty biased. West Aussie, um, you know, we love our West Aussie surfers. So... For example, if Jack Robbo, you know, up and riding, um, do you give the boys a bit of a clip in the back of the ears and, <laughs> and a bit of a hoot and go, come on, this fucking wave's insane, boys. Come on, score it up. It's, uh, it's a pretty incredible place, actually. It's um, to be in there. Um, and obviously, you guys are all surf fans. You would have seen John John do probably the most incredible surfing ever at Margaret River over the last few yeah. years. You'll see him destroy a wave and you want to scream. You're so passionate. You love the sport. You, go, How? you just want to go, how cool is that? But you get, it's such a professional. No one will say anything. You know, oh, it's, you're it's not allowed to do it. Say anything in there, yeah, right? This yeah, it's basically. Um, they they, my potential for a job. Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to. He got absolutely no chance, mate. <laughs> but yeah, the guys are completely silent. They're completely focused, and um, I guess to give the listeners and all that, when the guys sit down, they're actually completely. Uh, so they'll sit down. They've got partitions, don't they? That's right. They're blocked off, but so you can't see what the person next to you's put down. For example, at a school, yeah. they're just completely focused. You can't even on see him do a fist pump or something. Yeah. So it's um. <laughs> yeah. So it's all, it's all Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's a completely quiet operated area yeah sure just uh on the west aussies mate uh <laughs> just a question uh you're obviously spotting it as you said um, on the weekend um chippo's left yep any, any mickey comments? knows about this i was any, sending i was yeah. sending him drunken texts at oh, 10 o'clock that night going long, mickey judge, what the fuck's questions. going on in there yeah they, they, did they even see chippo's was it was it, scored? was it seen was it scored yeah i actually knew coming into this podcast this was going to be a question i was going oh, to ask. So i've actually come prepared and there i want go. i actually he's got a he's got a got he's a, got a wsl he's got, formal formal sta- he's got a formal <laughs> statement here written down that's been approved by no i actually watched the um re-watched it again last night so when when that went well, on, well, let's was, just, let's set a precedent yeah, here, yeah. just for mate. It was Jacob set, Wilcox. Set the scene, yeah, set the scene, um, mate. Jacob Wilcox. It was the they were doing the crossover heats, um, which are bloody awesome. By so the way, good. don't yeah. you reckon at Margies yeah. the Love crossover it. heats, are, especially when it's six to eight foot Margies, okay. so many waves, and it was in the the start of the heat, and um, and it was Jacob Wilcox versus Kanoa Igarashi. And, mate, the waves were pumping. It was afternoon, so a little bit of sun in the eyes, a bit of glare. This is the Monday, the second day. Yes, it was late in the day. Yep. And, mate, waves were bloody cranking, you know. And it was still offshore. Bumping XC. It was, brew. And uh, and then, yeah, and they were, mate, there was bloody waves going everywhere. So there's, there's two different heats. There's four people. Uh, pretty much everyone's going right all the time. I mean, anyone who listens to the last episode is just knows that I was just jumping up and down and going all crazy in the car park. That I was convinced that the judges did not see a Jacob Wilcox left because to me it looked like a high seven or a low eight. Yeah, you and, and Jezza Forrest certainly had a bit fair, yeah. fair uh, sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sad. I was, was angry. sad. Yeah, well, this but, bloke um, was doing his job. Well, I know, you know, mm. but uh, anyway. mate. So anyway. I was convinced that they didn't see it because it took so long for them to drop the score that I knew that they were searching for replays because it was a split peak. Someone went right at yeah. the same time. And 
hardly anyone's been going left. And I was just like, mate. And then I was watching the replay on the big screen because I was in the uh, in the grassed area at the front where the where the crowd is, and there just was no replay of Wilcox's left whatsoever. Yeah. And even in the heat analyzer later that night, I got home and I'm all still Nothing. fired up about it. Because uh, Wilcox obviously ended up losing his heat to yeah, Kanoa by a close. very slim margin. Yeah. And he got like a 7-2 on that left that was two big Larry laybacks and a good vertical whack. And I just thought, wow, that was a high seven for sure. It was a solid wave, powerful mm. surfing. Um, and I was convinced that the judges hadn't seen it. And the, the broadcast didn't film it. Like there is no replay on the heat analyzer. There's no replay of it anywhere so they didn't film it well you think they didn't film it no i know they didn't film it because mate it's not there you go watch the the heat replay the wave is not there at right. where, where you click on they did a little shifty well, thing actually there is where, some shiftiness on the heat analyzer there is some shiftiness on the heat analyzer yeah. because you click on his 7.2 mm. and it shows this little right hander that he's got and i was like that wasn't the 7.2 his left was a 7.2 okay so it, it literally wasn't there and i was uh i was on the couch and i i thought look I don't want to. I don't want to upset Mickey too much, but I know he was in the room, <laughs> so I'm sending him some late night texts, just curious, going, the did fuck? they did they see it? You know, like did they? And then that's when he informed me uh, about what he just told you before that they actually have their own cameraman, cameraman that's right. in there. And I yeah. thought, okay, that's interesting. Uh, and then I was then I asked him, do they have two cameramen in there because it was a split peak? But he's obviously already answered that with the drawn back. All right. View. Well, All right, over let's, to Mick. let's, let's hear give it. Anyway, Mick. So yeah. we've set the scene. So there it is. Uh, you know, I said set the scene, not give us a ten minute <laughs> yes. ten intro. Mate, mate. Who, who do you think you're talking about? Fucking guilty, I reckon. Fuck. You fucking and, and by the way, if you start punching Mickey Plough, by the way, smiling every time I punch him. Can he's we have no, no Adzi fans giving me shit for telling tell you to wind it up too? Oh I'm yeah, yeah, hate I, mail I, myself. I know. I don't, I don't, Let Adzi go. Well, let's hear it from the man. I don't know who those guys. I didn't put him up to that. By the way, mum and dad. Let's hear it from the man that was in the judges' booth. The spotter of a Margie's event. What happened? Just keep in mind, yeah. Mickey has done a bit of uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and shit, so I'm no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to abuse him at awesome. a distance here. No, it's all cool. <laughs> all good. Um, no, no. So that when you go back to that, so as you talked about, this is a split heat. So, uh, well, a crossover heat, I should say. So there's actually four surfers in the heat at one yeah. time. And what a lot of people don't realize is that prior to Jacob splitting the peak, uh, so Jake went left. Uh, the guy went right. Was it Connor Coffin, maybe? Yeah. There was actually another person on the previous wave. Yeah. So basically what the guys were doing, instead of just judging two waves, they're judging three. So they're yeah, analyzing right. three waves. So that's why it did take a while to go through. Um, I did go through that heat last night to watch it because I knew it was something we were going to talk about <laughs> tonight. You're the most and prepared guest I've ever seen. He's yeah. got notes. He's done homework. Guess with notes. Yeah. Mate, You've yeah. not, not done this much preparation in the history of the podcast. <laughs> that's... Uh, but yeah, I went through it last night, and like you're saying, Ads, I don't know why, but that that left isn't on it. It's not on the heat recap, so they I didn't, didn't see that. I didn't film it. That's why it's and, not on um, Adzi one, Mick zero. <laughs> it was um, yeah, no, so you're right. So that wasn't done on, on uh, the, so obviously that. And lo like I was saying, um, it was a really really unique heat, and I looked at it, and um, I kind of actually judged it myself, and it was so freaking close. Like at the end of the day, um, unfortunately, Jacob lost by zero point four three. So it's so close. And when you look at it closely, it's not a unanimous decision. So as you guys are aware, there's five judges that judge at one time. When the scores get put in, they take the highest and lowest off and average the three. Mm -hmm. yep. But if you actually look at the judging scores, some judges actually gave him the heat. Some guys gave Kanoa the heat. It was really? that close. But, wow. but it's something like a 3-2 decision, like three saying Kanoa, two saying Jake. I mean, it gets so close. And I'm sure... You know, we're all West Australians. We look at it and I'm a nerd. So right. I Who didn't give him the fucking it. score, mate? Yeah, but, um, 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, one thing like, so obviously Jake lost by point three, uh, 4-3. Yep. Uh, Jack, who was also in that same round, lost uh, to an incredible heat with yeah. Jeremy Flores. Yep, yep. And he lost by point five. And I kind of looked through it. Oh, wow, they're two really close heats. Before we go on a Robbo, yep. do you think Wilcox should have got more than 7-2 for that, he, that left? Yeah, I looked at it um, and reviewed. I reviewed that whole heat, like I was saying. Yeah. And um, I kind of did my own little judging. And I had it so close, um, and I just had Jacob in my judging. Yep. I just had Jacob ahead, knowing that left like by about point two. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. yeah Mickey. Just, uh, you're welcome but, back here yeah. anytime, brother. <laughs> but uh, it, it was so close, and that—that's just it me, was, you know. Yeah, and I surfing. can totally yeah. understand people going the other way, and like, and we'll, I'll talk about some other heats as well while we're here. But um, like when you look through that whole thing, uh, it was so. So close. And at the end of the day, judges, what they do is the very first heat of an event, or sorry, first wave of a heat, you are, your comparison for that whole heat with scores always goes back to that. And yeah, that the, first wave. the very first wave of that heat was Kanori Kiroshi. Yeah. And that was, sick one. that was the wave of the heat. He, yeah, yeah. he destroyed that and he got a 7-9 for seven that. Nine, yeah. And watching it, and when I judge, I'm usually on a little bit of higher scale. And I thought that was an 8-5 or 9. That kind of, you yeah, know, a little right. bit higher. Yeah. Which yeah. would have put Jacob's waves higher. So he had two sevens. So, yep. you know, hot realistically, if Canola's was an eight five, that would have brought Jacob's up to like eights as well. Yep. Um, and then, and yet, so, but, you know, everyone's got their own scale and I'm on a little slightly higher scale. So for me watching that heat again, Canola definitely had the best wave of the heat with his opener. Yep. And then Jacob had the best two heats and then, Two waves, yeah. two waves, sorry. And then you've obviously got the fourth wave coming into Canola's, which is around about a 6-9 from memory. Yeah, yeah. So it's super it's close heat. Yeah. I've got a question though. Yeah, mate. Yeah. And I've got an, I've just got an observation from Newcastle and Narrabeen. It looks like the judges were rewarding two big manoeuvres as opposed to, you know, a series of four or five manoeuvres. So I've got, a, I've got a question for you. I don't know if you can, you recall this, but you probably should do. Ryan Callanan's nine point nine three nine three two big banks. Yeah, unbelievable. Sickest turns. As good big, as it gets. Yeah. To me, the best turns of the event. Big wave. Jeremy yeah. Flores also got a nine four. Five. I think it was nine, nine four. four. Nine it four. was a it was a point five point four of a difference, and when I looked at it, I thought, nah. I, I thought there, there should have been more of a gap between those two waves. So that brings us on to the next fucking West Aussie. He's been blatantly robbed here. Jack Robbo versus nah, Jeremy let's Blue. just talk so about that Hang quickly. on a second. Yeah, that is what we're talking about. Yeah. No, no, no. No, because yeah. um, no, Ryan's and Jeremy's wave. Like I'm talking about Jeremy Flores. He got that. Yeah, obviously. that was against Jack yeah. Robbo. Chalk and cheese, I reckon. Yeah, so I thought Ryan's wave was way better. Like when I looked at it, I thought, fuck, that's not 0.5 of a difference to Jeremy's wave. Both were incredible, but I just, do you think that was actually? Yeah. Yeah, no, judged? definitely. Well, when you talk about, it, so Ryan's was the opening day. So that was, yeah. the, that was in the seeding round. So that huge day. We've yeah, opened it. When it got real big in the arm. Absolutely road. huge. And that, that was absolutely incredible. And he's been given a 9.93. So he's basically as close to 10 as you can pretty much get. And um, yeah, unbelievable. Two of the best turns you'll ever, ever see. They should have, they should have just given him a 10. I mean, absolutely. He like came out of the white water. It's just engulfed. phenomenal. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Now, as I was saying, you've got to be quiet in the judging tent. Um, <laughs> and that was hard for me being a goofy footer not to scream because that was, <laughs> that was, that was phenomenal. That, for me, that was the epitome of surfing that was yeah. so good to watch and um eh? total commitment yeah everything you want and um yeah as close as 10 you can get and um yeah like you're talking about um three judges gave him a 10 
and yeah. and two gave him like a nine eight or did something. Did you get that really. from Jeremy Flores' so, wave? Now, when you talk about Jeremy, that was the next day. Yeah. So you're talking about a different day. So the waves perfect, were sunny, yes. six to eight foot, absolutely perfect. Absolutely. Mid morning, it was epic. Yeah. So when you talk about, so they're judging that particular day. So I agree, Ryan's is clearly better. But what you've got to understand is Ryan's was the previous day. The wave was probably about three to four foot bigger. It was a huge, yeah. lot bigger day. But for that day, that what he particularly did on those two waves for that day was phenomenal. Like two committed maneuvers. And but I totally agree, Ryan's is clearly better. But it's obviously the day prior. It's on a bigger wave. So Jeremy's wave was a nine four on that day. Obviously mm. the, the swell had slightly dropped. Yeah. Um, that was still a set wave for that. But obviously if it was done on the previous day because it was a slightly smaller wave in comparison to Ryan's. Mm. It wouldn't have scored as high. But yeah, well, I just, so thought, I just thought he didn't look in control. Jeremy. Yeah. It looked like yeah, he the was first turn. He just hang on to it. Yeah. It? it looked yeah. like he was sort of skittery on as, on the second one as well. But that's that. You know, that's just me. And that also no, comes I down agree. to what T-Bone, the, the point that T-Bone made about uh, how they were awarding two big turns instead of a series. See, once again, I mean, Jack Robbo got a nice tube, came out and did a big meaty cutback and then did an end turn. So for me, the variation and um, of, of that wave of having three, well, two manoeuvres and a, and a tube to look at got to reward is, the barrels man you got to reward the barrels it's a fucking all about the barrel mate like that's that what surfing is poster right down there mate the pipeline one it's the old only a surfer knows a feeling that's all it says because he's getting barreled that's the feeling yeah. that, that we're all chasing mm. cutties and turns are all great but it's the barrel surely you got to reward the barrels barrel and they, they barrel didn't really reward well, the they barrel gave john that a 10 they yeah. did yeah for that one and that's that was why pretty I technical thought, though yeah that that was a sick one but that's why i thought when Jack got it, and I was like, that's it, he's got the heat. And then bloody Jeremy Flores went and got that wave. And yeah, it was a great wave, and it was it was big. It was one of the bigger waves of the yeah. day. Uh, and he, he went to the lip line on it. But Friend of Barrel Surf Podcast, too, I should mention. He is, yeah. He was a, he was, it was a good dude, and he was gracious yeah. about it. And, and, you know, he did point out in that last episode he that he's always been pipped by the, by yeah. the locals down yeah, here. Yeah, true, He finally true. got one back, so... He, a bit um, of karma there, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's that whole, mate, barrel, cutback, Rio to finish. It's like, wow, that's just complete surfing. Whereas, Boom. Yep. yeah, the, the um, judges rewarded it otherwise. It's, it's really unique. And looking at that heat, Jack was so unlucky to lose that. Because as you said, Ads, he, I mean, he's got two barrels and he's got two excellent waves. So both his scorers were in the eight. So judges he have deemed, most other deemed that way pretty much every heat, you know. And yeah. um, I think Jeremy was chasing an eight, nine and got mm. the nine, four. So yeah. So I remember when it's he got so close. When he when I seen him get the wave, I thought, "Fuck, it's going to go close." Yeah, like absolutely. straight away, I, I thought it was yeah. going to go close, but I didn't think it was going to go nine four. Mm. Like you can see who's been surfing a lot, especially when I look at Jack and Griffin, who spent a lot of time surfing Hala Eva um, during the Hawaiian season. Those guys were just seemed to me just to be above the rest of the rest of the crew out there. Well, yep. I mean, apart from John, he got injured, but. John, uh, Jack surfing is fuck. That's got so good and improved so much, mate. The one thing I notice about Jack Robbo, his quads are fucking popping out of their wetsuits. I looked down at him and I just said to him, I was like, mate, what the fuck is going on with your quads? And he we goes, speaking to his coach, hey, Matt Benrose, about that. He was saying, yeah. he just, we were. Oh, yeah, remember? Well, yeah, oh, you, yeah, probably. Yeah, I was probably. Yeah, I'd been hitting the old fucking Mary Jane. But, uh, <laughs> 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 mate, um, 
he's he, yeah, that's right. I do remember now. Down yeah. by yeah, a studio under just, the solar yeah, panel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Mate, we're locking that in for next year. That is our solar panel for we're, sure. If they're not going to bring it, we're going to hire it. Yeah. <laughs> put, put a marker here over yeah. it. <laughs> mate, I was actually thinking about that. Um, are you finished with that? Uh, no, uh, okay. Well, his quads are fucking huge. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> we know, we know mate, they're, like, they're absurdly, they're almost obnoxiously big. I was yeah, like, yeah. holy they're Nathan shit. Florence style legs. Yeah, mate, they're massive. And I said, mate, what's going on? And he goes, he gave it that little Hawaiian twang and he was just like. What's going on, bro? No, he was like, that's where all the power comes from, brah. And I was like, <laughs> wow. So he's this natural talent for the ages and he's obviously backing Working it up with hard work and dedication. Hard. So yeah. to me, I looked at those quads and just went straight away, wow, he's really working hard. This is a good sign for WA. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. he's got the talent. So I just wanted to um, ask me, by the way, this is fucking fascinating. I hope our listeners, um, which is Adzi's mum, Tyron's mum, my mum, and you, Mick. And yeah. Mick, Mick's I, the only other listener. I enjoying this. We're so, inside the fucking Wazzle fucking judging booth No, mate. He's, 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 a, fasc- he's a fascinating insight, eh? Yeah. So, um, tell me, has there been any, any sort of new rules in the last little while? Or is it all sort of just, yeah. Yeah, that has. Um, oh. that, that's one pretty awesome and unique thing probably about the sport of surfing. If something happens, they, they act on it pretty much straight away. Um, it has, yeah. There's been about four different rules. The majority of them have got to do with Gabriel Medina, some of the stuff he's yes. done. Yes, so, Gabby. But, um, yeah, a couple no of more airs allowed in small left-hand beach breaks. So Is that like, one of the rules? <laughs> well, um, just a couple of things. So you notice no probably... stepdads at the comp. <laughs> probably, uh, oh, anything in, in regards to the Kaya Belly situation last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So ah. I'll, I'll just go through them. Um, there's been a couple. So... What a lot of the guys would do is they're really keen on having the first wave of the heat. So they'll really, you'll see a lot of the guys, Geordie Smith, Kelly Slater, definitely Gabriel Medina, these guys. Uh, Joel Parkinson was another guy. They'd always try and get the opening wave of the heat and try and put their opponent under a bit of pressure. That was kind of like the game Parker plan. Parker was known for it, was he? Absolutely. Yeah. And same was with he? Julian. Yeah. Julian is, was also another guy that did it. So good. A lot, good. A lot of I these like guys that. would do it and they'd, they'd try and hold the... Yeah inside position for a long time to the point where a lot of the times they'd go too deep they'd paddle like even there's a final between gabriel and um gabriel medina and uh, uh julian wilson where they literally were paddling themselves up the point uh going deeper and deeper and they'll 20 meters past where you should be taking off while the you know the waves are just pumping further down so and what they were trying to do is a guy would paddle and hold the other guy off the guy of the inside position so what they did now is you if you hold inside position even obviously all heats start without priority if you have the inside position and uh, paddle for a wave and block block the guy from catching a wave, you'll get the lowest um, priority. So even uh-huh. though you haven't ridden the wave, if you block or stop a guy, stop a guy from catching the oh, wave. There you go. You're on mic now. Sorry, Beautiful. guys. No, no. Um, yeah. So if you paddle and block or stop a guy from catching a wave, you'll get the lowest. Uh, you'll priority. get the lowest priority, even though the wave hasn't been ridden. And um, you saw that. I don't know if you guys watched the final between uh, the final between. Uh, Philippe and uh, Geordie. Geordie right at yep. the end Philippe had priority and um, there's like they're doing the countdown and uh, there's about 20 seconds to go and um, Geordie was paddling for a wave and Philippe basically p- did a couple of paddles and Geordie had to pull back and yep. um, so so it's basically a block so he Philippe lost priority so um, so yes so that, that's one wave, that's coming yeah basically yep. he, he paddled for the wave held inside position so that that's one that's come in another rule that's come in um is if you, uh, and this happened uh, last year when Jack, or sorry, two years ago now when Jack Robinson won uh, Sunset. Yeah, if you yeah, guys remember yeah. that, there's a really good, 
and I was it was so awesome for me. With to Z talk. Clow? Oh, fuck. Absolutely. Pretty, uh, yeah, so. When was, when was, I um so lucky to not get penalised absolutely that, so up. Yeah. The, yeah. the the whole it's thing the quads, mate. <laughs> he, he would have got beaten up but his quads were too big <laughs> leg triangle choke one uh one so really cool on. thing Let, that I really speak. wanted to talk Fucking to hell. the guys about was um why that wasn't quarter paddling interference uh, sorry blocking interference because for me when I read the rules that night and day and we were watching it at the time we're going oh shit you know we wanted him to win we wanted him to qualify i think the whole world wanted to see jack robinson on tour especially against a hawaiian in hawaii well too. and um, in the old days it would have been no it, chance it was a really unique thing so um jack was the was the last guy to catch a wave so once jack caught that wave priority was set and um Ezekiel lau caught the wave behind him and obviously he's run out come out of the tube and they've, they've collided and um what the guys are telling me is they've basically changed the rules a little bit now. So if, a, and I actually kind of written this out, um, basically if a guy has blocked or got in the way of someone and it's it's not their fault, so basically they've they've caught the way before or they've been washed in. That or exact scenario. That, that scenario that was. Yeah. Um, and that the guy literally, it's basically a, basically an accident. Um they they kind of let it lie now, so they've they've actually rewritten the rule book. Oh, they let it go to let that go. So Jack, Jack, Jack Robo rule. So the yeah, Jack Robo rule. Jack so Robo rule. so that was in in play. So um, Crazy. but if someone so they've they've lightened up on that. So if you you're in a situation where you unfortunately you know you've been you've caught the wave before you've you've blocked you, you literally can't uh, you've been put in that that position, uh, they're not going to penalise you. But if you um, and we see this. Judging state round levels at small, uh, small Margaret's on the rights where guys will finish a wave and literally paddle straight through the lineup. Um, if you, if you get in someone's way because you haven't paddled wide, you've gone straight through. You've made that decision and you've hindered, yeah, and you've hindered someone's position. So they basically made it. Uh, uh, you've deliberately got to do it. You know. So yeah, nice. uh, So that that was a really big question for me that I really wanted to ask the priority judge about why wasn't that called? Um, and yeah, and he told me that they basically changed the rule for that reason where. In that situation, he'd caught the wave before he'd been washed in, and unfortunately, the wave pushed him into the guy's way, so they did, they didn't call an interference because of that. Yeah, yeah interesting. Right. So, Pretty yeah. heavy repercussions too. I mean, oh, that was huge with the COVID and how it's extended everything, mate. Zeke Leo is still off tour. Yeah, you know that's right. Like, yeah, it's like a couple of years now. He won the yeah. ultimate surfer bra. Oh, spoiler alert there. Hey, I, I did I did have a question, uh, Mick, just on on rules and that. Um, Obviously, it's about board violation. I mean, in tennis, you have, you know, racket violation. You you cop a fine or whatever. And obviously, Italo uh, jumped on his board and snapped it in two. Yeah, yeah. Has there been any changes to the rules on board violation, mate? <laughs> There's not. Um, that was a really unique thing because um, if he'd done that, I, I didn't know this until that all went down. But um, if, say, he'd done what he did, like he did it in the uh, change rooms, the surfers area. Yeah. And the broadcast team had followed him in there. So he didn't. You know, but Jake uh, Paddo did say exactly that. that yeah. It wasn't really if he did it on the beach in front of everyone. Yeah, of everyone, it was game over. It was game fine, over. Fine, but you say nice. game over. What do you mean, like a fine? Oh, like it would be yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Game over is in a two hundred and twenty-three dollar fine. He'll be summoned to Elo's <laughs> office. <laughs> no Brazilian but, um, barbecue for two weeks. <laughs> but uh, oh, sorry guys. Just one thing I wanted to mention too. We're talking about rules. They've um one huge implement um rule that they brought in. Um, is a penalty one and a penalty two. So a penalty one is what we're, we've always used to. So someone drops in, someone blocks, all that kind of stuff. Um, if priority is not involved, your second score is halved. If it's a priority interference, 
your second wave's not scored. So you only judged on one. So that's a, pr- a penalty one. Oh, because we had one of them in Margie's, didn't we? What happened? We there did. was a weird. Yeah. Uh, it was Kanoe Kanoe. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Against uh, Matty McGilvray. Him against Matt McGilvray. So at the start of the heat and Kanoe just didn't look, dropped in on him. And this yeah. is a unique rule that's just come in as well. So, so he dropped in him with no priority. No priority. So that, that basically meant it was a non-priority interference. So Kanoa's second wave was halved. And he actually came close to getting through that heat. Yeah, he almost did. But um, it's a real cool thing. So Adzi, that uh, another rule that's come in, if you, have a, if you had an interference against you, when you paddle back to the lineup... If you've interfered with someone, you'll get the lowest priority. So even in that case, so Kanoe Karoshi has dropped in on Max McGilvray. Yep. Realised he's done it. He's paddled back and got to line up first. Yeah. Uh, then Max McGilvray's got second. And then Max McGilvray actually Still had priority. priority yeah, right. And that was because now if you do interference, um, you'll have the lowest seed. And what they're trying to get away from is, you guys remember that famous uh, final or Pipe Masters Day between uh, Gabriel Medina and Kaio Belli. Yes. Yep. And Charlie Medina's screaming out, I think there's a minute to go or something. Drop in, drop and he told him to drop in because he knew, he'd done the maths, if um, even on one wave, they knew Gabriel was going to get through the heat. Uh, and what they've done now, so Gabriel could drop in on him, get penalised and still got through the heat, but they've changed the rules. So if you think about it, there's enough time for them to paddle back out and Gabriel dropped in on him, turned around, paddled back out and got priority over him. He could have then hypothetically caught, held off Kaya from the next wave. Yeah, right. Um, and the penalty too, sorry guys, is um, and you saw one happen at the uh, the heat between Kelly Slater and John John at Pipe. Yep. Uh, when there's only like 30 seconds to go, the bomb oh, comes through. Kelly, good Kelly took it. Yeah, yeah, Kelly's dropped in on John John who had priority um, knowing he's going to lose a heat and it's a intentional or unsportsmanlike drop in. Yeah. And he actually, if you look at his heat score, he's got zero. So that's right. basically where you've, so a situation like what Gabriel Medina did to Kaya Belly. Now he would have had a zero at the okay. end of it. They've changed that rule. Wow. So people can't use this as a tactic. So and that's that's one really unique thing I find. Sorry, I'm a bit passionate about this, as you can probably pick yeah, up. No, this is why we got you in, Mickey. Um, this is Mick Plowman. Do you agree with that, though, Yeah, totally. Podcast. Totally. It's, What's um, that, mate? I... It's, uh, it, it's awesome because it's stopping exactly what we're talking about. You know, yeah. like it's stopping guys um, doing unsportsmanlike things. And it's also... Um, another thing that goes a little bit deep to it is they can also get fined to the point where they can lose points. Uh, when you read the rule book, they can get fined and, and lose points if they're in a situation where they harmed. So yeah. you can imagine, um, yeah, say if Kelly Slater didn't make that tube and he injured John John, for example, his boards hit him or something like that. And then John John can't compete in the next event because yeah. he's injured or whatever. Um, they can actually lose points. Um, Some people would argue that's not like that. unsportsmanlike. It's just a tactical genius. Yeah, and that that was a really phenomenal. The L was saying that on the on the yeah. on the on the commentary. It was pretty. It's pretty amazing when you think about it to, that they actually had done the maths in the heat in the time and actually knew. Okay, even if with a paddling interference, I'm going to. Uh, oh, sorry, with a with a yeah with a priority interference, I've still got enough points to get through and win this heat and make it through to the, the next round. Well, so it's amazing how they did it. Interesting changes, mate. Um, Hey mate, one thing I w- uh, we did speak off off air before, but I'd love to know if you've had or, or witnessed any gnarly experiences when you've got disgruntled surfers coming up the judging town, just want to punch on with some judges. You know, yeah. have you been involved in any uh, altercations, mate, over the years at the Margaret River Pro? Uh, I've seen some pretty epic stuff. It's it's cool. It's kind of changed over time. So it used to be the Thanks, surfers you. doing all the uh, abuse, but now it's more so parents and coaches. It's kind of that now. There's money in the sport, but. I've got to tell you guys a really cool story. Um, it's probably the best one ever that I've Is been that involved T-Bone in. T-Bone losing the semi-final at yelling up board riders that he, time he stormed the tower? He went a bit nuts. Is that he no, went a bit crazy, crazy took his glasses off. The whole year. 
thankfully I wasn't working on that event, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, the, the best one ever was, um, uh, there was a, when the masters was a QS rated event, uh, Neko Paterats was on an absolute, he was killing it. Like he was the yeah, form. Cause he won it, didn't he? He won it the year after this incident. occurred. Oh, it's, right. it's a really amazing <laughs> story. Right, Adzi, oh, zip yeah. it, mate. Let's hear this. Mick. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. so anyway, the finals, he, Nico Paterats, the form surfer, uh, he's, he's killing it. He's doing so well. Um, he makes the final. It's a four-man heat. It's a QS-rated event. Anyway, he's winning the final pretty much from start to finish. Right at the very end, uh, Mick Fanning needs a, a good score. It's like a seven-plus score. It gets a right-hander and just destroys it. Gets a score. Anyway, they, they come in and the scores are all in and the commentator wouldn't read the scores out. So he, Neko Paterates has come in and he thinks, you beauty, I freaking won the, like the remasters. You know, he's freaking yes. pumped. He's... Oh, he's stoked, you know, he's freaking he's like screaming. He's steroids probably oh, he's, at the he's time. He tested positive for steroids at one point in time, um, didn't he? And anyway, barbecue. The, we're all sitting there going, this poor prick, because we're watching him in the keyhole just going ballistic like he's won the, won the event. And all that, and Perry had to do his head down and goes, why haven't they freaking read the score? He hasn't won the, he wasn't won it. And um, so the poor prick is just going off, loving it, splashing the water, stoked, <laughs> fist clenching, you name it. And then... um. Eventually, like this, and this went on for about three or four minutes, and eventually they read out, Mick Fanning, your last score was an eight or whatever it was. You have won the Margaret River Masters. And we look at we look at it, and you've just seen a guy, Neko Paterats, go from absolutely stoked to freaking, like, <laughs> like, like, I can't even describe how pissed like off Royce he was. Gracie, angry in UFC Anyway, one. so he's at the, he's at the, <laughs> he's at the keyhole area of um, Margaret River, and he's looked up at the judging tower, and went, oh, no, this is not good. And um, uh -oh. I don't know how he did this today. And every time I surf guys at Margaret River and I paddle in, I look at the cliff and I go, how the hell did you do this? He, um, instead of coming up the stairs like everyone else did, with a surfboard under his arm, he somehow managed to scale the cliff. Really? <laughs> it's unbelievable. And you look at that cliff, it's like vertical. Like, how did he go up the stairs? He's, he's pissed off. And he made a beeline for the judging tower. <laughs> anyway, so he's come through. And I remember I remember it so clearly. So the stairs was like the too long way around. It so was he, like, just he just went direct. The direct no option. And, um, Different stairs now. So he, he's come straight yeah, up. Yeah. And uh, I remember we're looking at it. And uh, we're looking out to the ocean. And Paul Perry, who was the head judge at, for that event, is just... Looking out, and um, Neko's just come bang the window, and he's looking at us so all. He's like, climbed up the limestone, and then no doubt a scaffolding with a surfboard the, under his hand, with like a surfboard. surfboard. And he's just come up, and he's freaking banged the thing, and, and then climbed the scaffold because it's all on scaffold. Well, he's had it? he's oh, had to show the security guard his accreditation, <laughs> so he can. Yeah. And um, anyway, so he's hit he's hit the thing, and he's looking at his head is like a centimeter from the glass. And we're looking at it, and he, he's livid, and he's, like, screaming out in Portuguese stuff. He's a scary-looking dude, He's too, scary. Uh, I remember he had a pierced eye. One of the first times I've seen a guy with a pierced eye ring um, above his eyebrow. And uh, anyway, so he's giving us the screaming out Portuguese. And we were just, so all of us, the judges, just didn't say anything. just turned our back. <laughs> turned our oh. back. And <laughs> waited. But uh, it was gnarly. But it was kind of like, I don't understand why they didn't read the score out. But that, that was probably the most unique um, one I've ever seen. Unbelievable. And like I was saying, to this day, every time I serve Margaret's and I come in, I look at that cliff, I go, how did you climb that, mate? That's phenomenal. It's epic. <laughs> he probably did Steroids. the old leggy uh, board dangling off the leggy trick. I've had to do that at a local bommy a few times where you get caught in this cliff area and you end up climbing and just letting you your board hang it's it's not a good thing but um but mate he came back and won it the next year yeah Must full credit to him just that brazilian passion eh? absolutely and he um he was really incredible so i remember so this is a long time ago i remember he 
a lot of people believed he was going to be the first Brazilian to win a world title for Brazil. He, um, he, he was that good at that stage. Throw back to your comment before, though, of, well, I think it was mine, actually, about um, <laughs> style. Like, he was a great surfer, and he was powerful and very, very functional, good. but the style very wasn't good. there. He had, it was it wasn't man. that bad, as he. It wasn't a poo man stance. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a, a powerful poo man stance. It was, it was no Fabio Guevara, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah, so, T-Bone's got a soft spot for 80s Brazilians. <laughs> so when he did win, mate, did he go up the stairs or did he take the uh, the fucking limestone? <laughs> yeah, no, right. I'm pretty sure he would have taken the stairs, the uh, the standard route, that, that did, event. Did he make his mates <laughs> chair him up the limestone <laughs> cliff? <laughs> it's like, I want to be chaired and I want to go up the cliff. Same as last year. So yeah. w- was there any dummy spits this year? Um, it's It's really unique how it all gets done now. So... Uh, it's actually written in the rule book. So if a guy has a protest or he's not happy about the event or the result, sorry, they have the right to actually talk to the head judge, but it's got to be after the event. So what happens is if they want to, um, if they want to talk to the head judge, they can do it and they do it at the end of the day. So what will happen is the head judge continues to judge all day. And at the end of it, the beach marshal or the tour uh, manager, which is Renato Hickel, um, they'll mention to the head judge, okay, so-and-so wants to see you. And, um, to their credit, it's phenomenal. So you think about that overlapping day, uh, the Monday of the pro this year. Yep. The guys, we, I think it was 24 heats they did. It was a huge day. Yeah. Overlapping heats. Um, the head judge, Patamo, stayed back and spoke to about six or seven surfers. Wow, six and, or seven. Yeah, wow. and, and like it's phenomenal. And they'll, they'll bring up the replay. So the replay um, monitor guy will stay there and they can go through the whole heat really? and show them why. Oh, and just, wow. Just, it's really cool. So they watch it straight away. They explain Who was the it, most agreed? They go through it. Um, there were some really close heats, so if, if you guys think Chippo about, didn't go and talk to him at all, did he? I'm not too sure. Like obviously, no, we all, no, no he he said it's, he's never never worked out his favour before, what he so said, he's not yeah. going to do it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go it, on. No, Who but was the most it's aggrieved, it's good. Um, it's good closure for him, and a lot of them will talk about it, and they just want to know. So they might not be angry or upset, but nice. they just want to know how they can improve for the next nice. time. So it's really it's really cool. Like um, so like Ryan Callahan, if you think about his um. I actually went through this, like, and like we were talking about before with Jack and um, the two WA guys, Jack yeah. and uh, Jacob, you know, losing by 0.43 and 0.5. Like, yeah, you look through that that round, I went through, there's three other heats that were closer, you know, yeah. like... Um, but we just don't give a fuck about them. Well, yeah. <laughs> and like, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. This is how much of a nerd I am. I wrote that. So, Geordie Smith finished second. Yes. Okay, so at the end of the day... You Which think, I was pretty bummed about, to be honest, while we're on that subject. I know our, our mate. We're only about um, two rungs down on our yeah. brain plan, but Point who gives two. a fuck? We're the dinner's just... looking looking good, isn't it? Yeah, dinner's yeah. That's no, fine. No, let me, Mick's got a spreadsheet here. Sorry, yeah, I but s- mate, I, I was bummed that Geordie didn't win. I really, I yeah. thought he was going to win. Uh, he was looking good. He finally stepped it up a little bit towards the finals, and I just, mate, I wanted him to win. Joey Terpel, our old mate, who we caught up with down the comp, he, he was claiming it was Gilfrey. Don't forget about good day, him. Joey. I know, mate, it was the, the, the run of the Saffirs, but I, yeah, I thought, I thought it was Geordie's. I did, but anyway, mm. go on. Yeah, like, so we we think about like Geordie and Philippe winning, making the finals, and winning and coming second. I look through Geordie's run. So his first round, he he surfed really well and won won the heat by over three points. His second round, so round of 32, sorry, it's the same one that Jack and Jacob lost, and we're talking about 0.5 and 0.43. He beat Alex Ribeiro by 300th of a point. Wow. So ah, that's how close it was. I thought three. Alex Ribeiro was surfing sick. Yeah. So ah, 0.3 of a no, point. he was, mate. <laughs> His <laughs> white wetsuit really yeah, made mate. him stand oh, out. The old white wetsuit. So, so that's a crab at five. 
So he gets through the round of 32 by 0.3 hundredth of a point. He wow. then goes into round 16 against Julian, beats him by 0.87. So wow. less than a point again. Yep. He then goes in the quarter, the one I was just mentioning with Ryan Callahan, beats him by a hundredth of a point. Or point one Z- of a point. So zero point so, zero one. So point one of a point, yeah. Fucking hell. So that's how close it was. And obviously we're talking about surfers that went and spoke to so on the final day yep. Ryan was one that just wanted to know, look how close was it? Rah rah rah. Yep. And then he beats Griffin in the semis by point one seven to make yeah, the final. Right. So, so he's you scraping lucky. through, wasn't he? So you think um, he's got through every round except the first by less than a point and wow. made the final. So that's how close and how elite what we're talking about, this this sport we love is wow. and how close it is. I do have a question though, lads. If we, uh, and Just I read this. say it. You don't need to announce it. I read this on... <laughs> sorry. I have a question. I have a question. I read this on Beach Grid actually. Um, if the finals day was at the box, would Taddy and Philippe be holding the trophy? Mick? That's uh well, it's unique, isn't it? Who knows? Um, well, yeah, it changes the changes you, everything. Yes or no, mate? Um, would Philippe would, would Philippe take it out? Was that the box finals? No, day? you know I'm he wouldn't. Claiming. You know he wouldn't. Well, let's go around. Let's go around the table. You go first, Mick. Um, who well, would have won? Who would have won, Mick? Well, okay, Straight so that's up. that's the final day. So yeah, you had ju- to, don't get the judging fucking. He's referring <laughs> to his notes. He's okay. squirming here. Oh, poor Robbo's not there. No, so, so on the spot. we're talking about the finals day. So the finals yeah. day they made it at the box. It was Quarter quarters finals. quarters onwards. Yeah. So his first one he went against Ryan Callahan, a goofy mm. footer. So you'd probably potentially favour him. The fact that it's on his forehand. But his second one he went against Griffin, and potentially Griffin surfs that incredibly. So he, and he's off off that yeah, ball. Quick, season. He'd probably be I'm calling it now. Griffin Colapinto would have won the comp. So that could be a different thing. And then, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so it's a unique one. So who... Uh, so, so why didn't they would, run the box? Would Philippe would have won it if it was at the box, mate? Just say yes or no. Um, this is an, a, this That's is what's an opinion. That's so unique about the sport. <laughs> I, I think um, looking through that, the finalists onwards, you'd probably think Geordie or Griffin would probably be the number one and two guys yep. at that particular the thing. Yeah, um, I agree. Philippe cops a lot of... Oh no, sorry, I'm crapping on a bit here, but Philippe. Um, that's what we're here for. I think I think Philippe. On. Well, Philippe's performance. I don't know about you guys, but that's one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen of oh, surfing ripping. in that final. It's phenomenal. He's running yeah. like five ten or something, and just destroying. Don't forget, he was surfing the big day as well. Absolutely, I, I think he um, he really harshed a lot of critics. His critic was, um, you know, what how he'd go in big wave events and stuff like that. I th- there I think some he crazy nailed it. Turns he was doing. Yeah. They were in the final, definitely. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were weird. They weren't normal they were his rail game is second to john john florence i'm going to say that right <laughs> yeah. nah. well no, it is nah oh well it's look, good it is yeah. but those turns that he was doing those really crazy i'm going really fast to lay back jam mid face complete stop yeah, of momentum good. they were yeah. mate uh yeah. once again uh talking to trev because i just came from a physio session there he was just like mate the pressure on his knees because <laughs> trev's all about <laughs> about uh, physiology and he was just like the twisting and the pressure to go from that speed to instant stop man like shit yeah. my knees would have exploded on that it was pretty extreme so he was surfing sick it was unreal um, it was so definitely good. yeah there was no doubt about it it was it was pretty epic he rose to the occasion i was a bit bummed Jordy didn't get it but um mate why didn't they run box i mean everyone always wants the box yeah that's we a, know more than most people question, that, actually yeah. um there's a little bit more to it because it can be very inconsistent out there. You know, it's way more fickle. You might see the odd good one, but the chance of running a 25-minute heat with four good ones, potentially two for each surfers, is a lot slimmer than Margie's. Um, 
I thought that finals day was going to run at the box. I thought the size was good. The wind was good. Maybe the swell direction wasn't perfect. What happened? Was there talk of it? Or Yeah, there's definitely talk of it. And I actually thought they were going to make the call and go over there. Um, but they, they didn't. They, they kept running it through. Um, I know when it started, so they ran the uh, first heat. Of, well, there was supposed to be four quarters. But obviously with John John's injury, there was only three. And uh, while that was happening... Um, the judge that wasn't judging, I know he was focusing on the box and counting in a heat how many good waves were coming through, like scoreable. Counting them with the timer. Yeah, and trying yeah. to sync that. And I actually thought mate, they were going to make the call. But, um, pretty onto it, eh? All this insight from Mick, mate. It's not just... It's amazing, yeah. It's not just hanging out at the beach watching. There's a lot of uh, technicality to it. Yeah, yeah. so they, they, All right, they so were watching it. And um, yeah, but they, they didn't make the call. And I, I don't know if it's because obviously uh, that particular day they also had women's as well. So they're probably thinking of how they're going yep. to interact it and if they wanted to have the girls out there or what the situation was. Um, but yeah, they didn't make the call. Obviously, it was sick Margaret's, but yeah, the box was doing it as well. So it's obviously the decision they made. And um, yeah, it's was, it was an interesting one. But yeah, I did think the potential, we did definitely have the potential to go over there, but they obviously made the call just to keep running. And yeah, that's how it was. There you go. So um, this actually, we're going to just move on a little bit here, but because we're, you know, Aaron or whatever, and um, there's been some listener questions we've we've asked a few people, you know, on Instagram, whatever, any questions that you have. And two of them that came up were, uh, why didn't we run out of the box? Um, Oki always drunk. Instagram handle has asked that question. And also... uh, Oki's always drunk. Yeah, Oki always drunk. And Tommy GD, is he a mate of yours from Boulder? Tommy GD. Tommy GD. Tommy GD. Anyway, he no, said, no. why didn't they surf hates the box? So there you go, Did fellas. You sort of gave the answer there. Your yeah, question has been answered by our legendary uh, judge here. Um, another, oh, sorry, Ads. Oh, I was just to say, I, I felt you were going to maybe move on from Margie's because we had Margie's rap written up there and I thought there was probably 20 minutes in, but we're an hour 20 in. But, uh, mate, oh, I just wanted to touch on the Margie's and just go, mate. We've got the listener questions. Just that, let's do the listener okay, questions quick. As long as you're not moving off Margie's. No, not at all. No, no, not at all. No, just no. because um, Mick talked about the box. Okay, this is a question from Danny Naylor, 2002. <laughs> is this a matter of yours? Yeah, Danny, he lives on the Canary Islands. There you go. Yeah, T-Bone, how does main break compare to Fistral Beach? Fucking fistral, mate, is way more powerful than main break. It's pretty powerful, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Fistral. Yeah. Especially south fistral. Mate, you get hold downs, you get your fucking ass handed to you at fistral. What's so that? What's that big wave break called? The clobber or something? Cribber. The cribber. There you is go. Is that yeah. in England? Are you guys talking yeah, about? Yeah, fistral beach. Uh, in so you're in fully Cornwall. taking the piss right now, aren't you? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 47DM has said... Cheers for the question there, yeah. Danny. How many, how many cans will you drink each tonight? Um, well... Because Mickey's not drinking, I felt obliged on behalf of Cheeky Monkey Brewery to uh, take up his quota. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Me and so Namu. Uh, two to three. A, two to three? Three to four. Th- two to three so far. Three to five. That um, was from my cousin, Darren McDonald. So shout out, Darren. Darren McDonald. Uh, okay. So I, I responded, okay. always drink in moderation, mate. Um, Unless you don't have to. Now, leg.paul, mate of anyone's? No. There you go. He's a mate of mine. Is he? Ah, oh, he's now. With he is now. Leg dot Paul. Leg What were the conditions like at a certain point on the first day of the contest? Now I know that you went to this certain point after we wrapped up the uh, contest. I did, he? mate. Uh, 
my game plan was watch the Margies comp until it gets real big uh, into the early afternoon and then head to the certain point uh, to watch, no doubt, an absolute stunning display of tube wizardry. Yes. Um, unfortunately, the rain was just pissing down to the point where me and Tony Van Ness, uh, Tony Saffer, could not even get out of the car. So official we mascot of Barrel Surf Podcast. He was the official mascot that day, fetching us burgers and whatnot. No, no. In general, he's the official po- and, and podcast general, mascot. Yep. Um, mate, it was, there was some sick ones, but it was inconsistent. It wasn't either west enough or big enough. Um, and raining, so you couldn't say. And it was just raining, and I was just, we're sitting in there drinking a, another beer and um, watching out the window, and it was cool, but we didn't get the up close and personal touch that we craved uh, if, yep. if, if it was not, and I mean, I'm not talking a little bit of rain. It was just constant rain for about five hours to the point where yep. you just can't do anything, you know, like Mate, you would have we, been we, we were sodden. I was sodden by the yeah, time I got back to my car. It was wet, man. And, um, yeah. you know, I would have loved to have gone down onto the point and onto the rocks where it's only 30 or 40 metres in front of you. And then he could have seen who was paddling out, what wetsuit were they were wearing, the stickers on their board, would have put a face to the name and you could have, you know, really got involved with, oh, look, there goes so-and-so. But yep. because it was so wet, um, look, there was definitely some sick ones, but it wasn't, it was inconsistent. And it gets back to that box call, uh, you know, like if they had the permit for Northies, which they actually didn't this year, would they have run it? Mate, there was plenty of really fun waves out there, but really fun waves at Northies, which are like good for going really fast and doing a turn or two, maybe. Yep, yep. Uh, are actually really low scoring waves. When you go on a North Point, it's all about the tube, and you need freight train tubes El to, to get a to get a score. And it was too inconsistent to if you were looking at it from a heat perspective you know oh look it probably would have been okay but there were some sick waves but it wasn't all-time north so in answer leg dot pool um it's pretty good but you know yeah couldn't say it so yeah no look it was good but it wasn't all time i've seen it i've seen it much better it was super long period too at that point in the day a bit of south and swell south and swell um now we've got a few more questions but i'm going to wrap it up with this one from layla fraser do you know Layla, Azzy? Margaret River surfer? Not I sure. I believe she won her category in Taj's Small Fries last year. Oh. Um, she's a she's a bit of a young fruffer. She's 10 years old. She's uh, contacted the podcast. Oh, I, I met her mum, actually, at the comp. Because uh, yeah. her son, Oki Fraser. Oki. There yeah, you go, yeah. yeah. So I met his mum. She was part of the Bronte McCauley cheer squad that I was involved yes. with at the time. Yes, that's right. Um, so Layla has uh, sent in a video of her getting absolutely shacked. <laughs> what a legend. And Rainbrack and says, what do you guys think of my tube? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I've seen it. Show us now. I haven't seen it. but Well, uh, I can tell you it's a fucking ripper. Mate, the fact that she's getting shacked at Mainbreaker, I don't even need to see it. And if she's a 10-year-old girl, I'm, I'm just... I'm frothing anyway. A ten-year-old getting shacked at Mainbreak, that is super impressive. I'm going yeah, to show, gonna show you guys because it's, yeah, cool. it's fun. Um, here we go. Maybe Mick. Go. Maybe Mick can score there it. There oh, it is. she got slotted. What do you she give that, Mick? Absolutely slotted. That'd be a ten, would it, mate? Well, actually, ten years old. Yeah. Ten years old. One yeah. point for every year she's been alive. Mate, that's awesome. Good honour. That's, that's unreal. That's awesome. We're going to go back to it here. There Good you go. You, love. Sets pulls up the in. section. Pulls oh, in. Nice. Natural footer. Deep. Yeah. Good yep. for her. Use the guiding awesome. hand. The Tommy Karen. Tommy Curran left hand to 
pointing away out of the chair. Yeah, yeah that's so my style. That'd yeah. be in the high nines, easy. Layla, I think uh, general consensus on Barrel Surf Podcast is sick barrel, Fucking mate. Sick barrel, mate. Yeah, without the swearing because she's probably um, listening. Um, yeah, as as we all know on Barrel Surf Podcast, we are firm believers and supporters and promoters of the. Uh, the young junior females in our area, they're absolutely shredding the crap out of it and uh, love to see what they're coming up with next. Yeah, man. Uh, well, don't even get started on Willow Hardy. I think we covered that in the last one. Yeah, no. Nah. Levels were higher. All right, so you were saying something, Adzi? Oh, yeah. So just before we left the Margie's wrap-up, which is, um, yeah, only our third point on our list of points here. As he's talking uh, about and two hours in now, point three uh, of point twelve. Yeah. <laughs> point three of point twelve and we're yeah, but what who cares, mate? We got our judge we got the judge in here. We, we got inside scoops. Got the rule book. Mate, um Oh, he scrubbed out video parts and adds his tall tales. They're gone. Now I reckon we should keep video parts, scrub adds his tall tales. Mate, every podcast is an Adzy tall tale. So, <laughs> yeah. Mate, um just on the Margie one one thing on the Margie's um oh shit is just how heavy it obviously is. I mean, it was big. Everyone knows it's big. But, hey, there's some serious repercussions that have come out of Margie's. Namely, Jonathan fucking Jonathan has blown his fucking knee out, yeah. man. He's out of the Double race. John. He's done. And, and, and when you look at the turn that he was doing, that he blew his turn on, it's fucking no surprise, mate. It's that massive... Other knee, too, not his... Other knee. You know, you got that section coming at you. It's six to seven foot... And it's coming at you at that angle. You know what it's like. You, you be on like a two-foot beachy and you duck dive it and every now and then you get caught in that bit where the right meets the left and you know, even though it's two foot, you know you're getting smoked the because it's the convergence of the power. It's double power. Mate, they're hitting that end section every time with the double power coming at them. Mate, it blew his knee to smithereens, obviously. Um, what, did you do a ligament or something? Or? Well, ACL. Really? There it is. Yeah, I think it was confirmed at um, Bunbury Hospital. Yeah, mate, look, there's been an inside scoop. We can't say where or when. because oh, Yes, that's right. Um, we can't. Yeah, we can't. Um, because he put, a, he put a post up and, mate, it was fascinating to me that he is back in America and has already had surgery within five days of pulling out of... It's pretty mental. Comp. It's pretty mental, yeah. He, I'm, I'm assuming he's chartered his own flight. I mean, there's not a lot of flights leaving Australia to America right now with the no. COVID shit. And he has left instantly and got surgery instantly. And then there's a photo of him on Instagram in a big Richard splint, which is a splint that um, keeps your whole leg dick stiff. Yep, dick splint, they call it. Dick, dick stiff. I think they call it stiff, stiff dick. dick. That's what they stiff call dick. it, <laughs> but, um, mate. Uh, Post surgery with his surgeon and and everyone, I was like, wow, that was a quick turnaround, man. Like, how yeah. did he get yeah. out of the country, get the surgery? You know, so mate, we're talking. Comp only finished three days ago. He's in exactly. Bunbury. He didn't leave the country, boys. Yes, he did. He's still in Perth. Are you? Serious? He went up to Perth and got the operation in Perth. Boys. Bullshit. That's the fucking latest. Really? Yep. Of course, he didn't go back to Hawaii in two, three days and have an ACL operation. Are you serious? Oh, well, that blo- totally blows my theory out of the water. T-Bone's got the skinny. There we go. Do you, do you know that for a fact? His dad's a doctor. May, have, may, well, may or may not have happened. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> so he got the surgery in Australia. Got the claws there. Because, oh, mate, got I was the, just wondering the how the fuck it happened so quickly. Um, and, then, and then the other thing on his Instagram, he didn't actually report 
the exact injury, but we have heard rumors through the Southwest being a small area that it was an ACL and it's an ACL on his opposite leg, obviously. And mate, I have just come, I've just had my ACL done. I'm 12 weeks post-op and I'm a fucking long way off surfing, mate. The surgeons are saying nine to 12 months. And my surgeon was a surfer and he's like, mate, seriously, it's 12 months. It's not nine to 12 months, it's 12 months. Mickey Plowman, bloody judge extraordinaire over there, has had massive knee injuries himself, ACL. Mate, they're claiming nine to 12 months, Mickey, and John is, from all reports, just had an ACL and is talking about the Olympics in two and a half months. Can you fathom that? Yeah, so you wonder if he's actually done his ACL. Yeah, I, I, I don't think... Well, that's what the, the rumor on the street yeah, is. Yeah, okay. And that comes through a medical... Reliable source type thing. ...source that okay, we can't yeah. name. I obviously knew he'd injured his, and injured his knee quite badly and required surgery, but I didn't realise it was an ACL, if it was an ACL. But yeah, I've, I've just read his posts as we were uh, talking. No, and he he doesn't say ACL, but I, I heard today from somewhere, through a very reputable source, from the Bunbury MRI, that it was an ACL. Wow, that's huge. And yeah. when you look at that um, stiff dick, or the Richard splint, yep. like if it was just a little meniscus clean up, and I think it was somewhere like Beach Crew or something said, hey... I got my meniscus cleaned up and they didn't put me in one of those splints. I just had my ACL done and they put me in a splint. I don't think they do meniscus cleanups anymore, do they? Mick? Um, I know I did. Uh, yeah, well, they do. They, they do um, if, if you need it, it's that bad. So, um, yeah, if you, if you do it. So, I did mine. <laughs> I've unfortunately did mine after the ACL. Um, yeah, you had a that. horrible knee Yeah, injury. had a bit of a bad run. But... Um, yeah, so they do if they if it's that bad, they kind of need to uh, do touch ups. They do, but yeah, I just read. Sorry to go on with John. John, I just read no, that post, good. and his whole post was about being positive towards the Olympics. He's really yeah certain on that. So that's, that's his focus. Going, that's two and a half months, mate. Yeah. I'm at I'm at I'm at three months now, and I can't even walk downstairs properly. If it yeah. is an ACL, perhaps he's had the last surgery. Is that a possibility? That's correct. That's what my source okay. told me, Ooh. which is a synthetic. Uh, ligament as opposed to, say, a hamstring yeah, tendon graft, okay. which I graft. had. Yep. And they're saying that that's a lot of footballers have those synthetic ACLs put in there to get a quicker recovery. Well, tell us about the recovery on that, Mick. Well, it's um, it's huge. And what you guys are talking about with Lars and all that kind of stuff, they can actually use, um, basically, uh, people that have passed away, they can use their Achilles tendon and things like that to do it and really speed up the process. So wow. you guys would know um, Joe Rogan, that famous uh, yeah, yeah. Com- commentator and comedian, he uh, he's done both his knees, and um, he talked about one of his uh, being basically d- done through uh, a dead guy's Achilles. Yeah, basically through that, wow. and um, the different because they're not That's obviously crazy. you're not taking part of your hamstring tendon away. Yeah. So the uh, you're not actually there's positives and negatives. The positive is um, if you take your own tendon, your body's not has a less likelihood of rejecting it Rejection, because it's yeah. yours. Um, but obviously, yeah. if they're bringing a foreign somebody else's basically body part into yours. Yes, that's when the body can reject it. Yeah. Getting his tendons. And, and there yours. are there are a lot of stories about uh, guys in the UFC like Rashad Evans and these kind of guys that will get that done hoping to get back early and then unfortunately they, they go Game again. They, they do it again. And then you have the case of um you know Snake from the Simpsons, that that criminal guy and he dies <laughs> and donates his hair to Homer and he gets the ho- and, and he puts the wig on and then all of a sudden Homer becomes like a badass and starts like Becoming a criminal, so I guess you run the risk of if you get a dead guy's Achilles that you 
you could become a badass if that dude was like a, a crim and got shot by the cops or something. Yeah. That's, and a, that's a definite risk, isn't it, Mickey? And there's a lot to it now. Like, there's, uh, <laughs> I, you guys would have heard no of stem... No entertaining my ideas. Yeah, that's, anyway. uh, <laughs> Well, there's other things like talking about the knees, you know, stem cells and these kind of things. There's a lot of, uh, it's a pretty incredible time, actually. Those stem cells, a lot of guys are doing um, that kind of stuff to promote, obviously, healing quicker and those kind of stuff. And, yeah, sorry, it's a different subject, but, um, yeah, they're having huge results with that kind of stuff and, uh a lot of the guys, different parts of the world uh, legalize it and certain don't. So I know a lot of the very wealthy people in the United States will go down to South America and, and get it done there where it's legalized and yeah, stuff right. like that. And yeah, a lot yeah. of those guys, like Mel Gibson's dad was in his 90s in a wheelchair and he got went to this one of these places and started being able to walk and really? all this kind of stuff. It's yeah. phenomenal, yeah. He's going to be in the Olympics, isn't he? It's, it's so... Uh, Mel Gibson's dad. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of, uh, lot of people who believe that. Yeah. Mel Gibson's dad taking out Usain Bolt's. Yeah. So, Amazing. Uh, Painted in Braveheart colours. T-Bone. So, no, well, well, I reckon John John can just wait for the next Olympics and give it to Kelly. Yeah, well, maybe crazy. Well, but Andino's out, so Kelly could be surfing twice. He'll just <laughs> he'll clone himself with one of these clinics that yeah. Mike, Mickey's talking about in South Kelly South, Southern America. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but just before we went on from that, I wanted to point out how deadly Margie's was because Ace Bucken bloody fractured his vertebrae, man, on the reef there. And it's like, hold after on. Well, speaking with, table. After speaking with you. Before speaking yeah, with after, you. after, I think. No, no, before. Before? So he was but knocked he out. He the reef, didn't he, Mickey? Wow, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he's, no, out of, he's, he's out of Rottnest. Yeah, he's out, man. Wow, yeah. okay. and it's and it's. I mean, fractured vertebrae. That's pretty serious. He he sort of fobbed it off as like, oh yeah, I hit the reef and I'm a bit sore, but obviously fractured vertebrae, man. That's that's serious stuff, and it just goes to show that, mate, Margie's. It's Margie's. It's heavy. Man. It's yeah. heavy. It's and a also heavy on the finals day, two of the girls hurt themselves quite yeah, badly. Dragged across the reef, and yep. you just, mate. It's oh, West there, Aussie power. Right. You you can't, and, and everyone just goes hitting that bloody end section on the right that I never ever hit when I'm. I'm there's no way I'm hitting that thing when I'm out there. I'm avoiding that thing like the plague, and I guess hitting it comes with. No need to get the extra point five on your score though, mate. So you just pull out. <laughs> so that means I get a total of point five. So um, yeah, we showed Ace Buck in uh, a fast recovery, but on the flip side, it's opened up a uh, a few opportunities for some. New wild cards for Rotter. Yeah, let's talk about Rotnest. Um, first of all, Mick, going on what you've seen at Mark River, who are your favourites in the men's and the women's? Just give us a couple of names that you think are going to go well at Rotto. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I'm actually really pumped for this event. I reckon it's going yeah. to be absolutely awesome. And it's going to be a really good show. Are you going over for it? Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, yep. it's heading over uh, the day prior. and really looking forward to it. Um, and the forecast looks amazing. Like yeah, it looks really good, huh? Perfect. Sick. Nor'east winds and... Talking like four to five feet on the opening yes. day, so I think we'll be on from word go. Um, it's going to be so interesting, guys. I'm really frothing for it, and um, as you guys probably know, uh, Taj Burrow, local surfer, he's got a position in or a spot in that. So you can imagine someone like that doing some damage. Could he win? Yeah, he definitely could win. Um, mm. Yeah, so uh, I know he's been going. You're talking about Trevor. He could win the world title if he fucking stuck well, with it. it. Could be his year finally. I know he's been training with Trev, getting ready to I go. I saw him yesterday at Trev's when I was doing my prehab, and uh, he was looking pretty sharp. Yeah, looked like he was into it. I actually said to him, "Mate, hey, mate, um, are you worth putting me on my uh, fantasy team?" Yes. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be incredible, guys. Because as you guys know, that wave, um, it's going to be phenomenal. Like that right really opens itself to a lot of aerial surfing. It's a super fun wave. So good, and we had um, so. Uh, we, we weren't able to do trials for this event um, at Rotnest. Yep. So what they actually did was the last state round, which was at Big Rock, 
um, incredible day. And um, whoever won that got in. And um, we opened the final, like talking about a great heat. Um, local surfer car wash makes the final and very first opening wave does an incredible yeah. four or five foot rotation. Complete rotation, yeah. rides out of it. Perfect tens to start the heat and basically had everyone, boom, boom. everyone combo. So he's in it. So someone like him could do some serious damage on those so rides. So tell us about the West Australians in the event, mate. Yeah, I, I know there's a few. Yeah, I think there's four. So we've got Taj and Kale uh, definitely in it. Jacob Wilcox is in it. Yep. And uh, we've got one more. Who else is oh, Jack Robbo. Jack Robbo. There we go. Jack That's Robbo. Four. Yeah. yeah. But there's... There's a women's yeah. event I know too. Right? She goes yeah. in. No, we've got another young West West Aussie in it too. Two we got girls. Mia McCarthy. Mia she McCarthy. won the state round at Big Rock. Uh, it's actually um, Felicity no, Palmatier won yeah, it. Yeah. And I think oh, sorry. She, yeah. I think she might have pulled out. I'm oh, not right, sure right, she's right. injured or what the situation yeah. is. Six but. West Aussies in. That's huge. Yeah. So two ladies and uh, four guys. Mm. So. And obviously Bronte. And another hot tip from um, I just come from a physio session. Jesus, you got a lot Trev. of hot tips tonight at the physio session. Mostly just from Trev, but um. He's got a hot tip. He's got a hot tip on him, that kid. Now, um, mate, <laughs> apparently... Um, <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Um, mate, uh, he, uh, he, he said that TB... Because TB had a knee injury as well um, a couple of years ago and him and Trev got well acquainted during the rehab process. And, mate, TB's come in this week and just said, Trev, I've got a wild card. Get me in a shape quick. Hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you were just in the uh, ladies' room when I was, I was saying to Mick, um, when I went in there yesterday for my prehab. Yeah. Old Terry was in there and uh, just finishing up with his session. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, apparently um, he's feeling good. His oh, body's right. feeling good, but he just went in there just to go, hey, I might as well just get a little bit extra out of here before I... A little I... bit of conditioning. Yeah, a little <laughs> chuff off. The, just one, one session, I guess, because... Uh, I'm pretty sure they're already, uh, what is it, Thursday afternoon now. Um, I know they're on the boat, on the ferry to Rotto already, so they're there. Yeah, okay. Um, so I guess he just squeezed in one quick switch, right. quick session with Trev, and uh, that's it, mate. He's he, off yeah. he goes. He is a human Wolverine, Taj Barrow. Like he's, uh, he's had some serious injuries, like prior to his knee, he had his shoulder. It was really bad, I think, on the right, that mm. um, time him with and... Mark Matthews. With Mark Matthews. <laughs> and so that, that wipeout, he actually took, I believe it was a tendon off his shoulder, and Trevor was saying that's usually like a nine to ten month rehabilitation. He was back in the water four to five months. And then yeah. ACLs, you guys know, it's nine to twelve months. Usually Ooh, he was back within five months and Ooh, ripping. Bro. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, he's definitely uh, he heals up quite fast and I think a week with Trevor he'd be right to go. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so. One one session with Trevor and he's he's good to go. But, but well, he did, he's, he did he's tr- pretty good. We're talking about Trevor a bit. Um yeah, Trevor's Trev done man. South Physio. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good be, man. He he's give got us a, a free <laughs> massage or something. He did talk to me about uh, you know, Talk me up in the potty and we'll uh, help you out. And I think actually free le- free sessions for life, Trev. We've <laughs> mentioned you that many well, fucking times. He um he also mentioned that he asked TV like you know how you feeling and blah blah blah. And apparently TV's just like uh, what was his quote was I just want to smash a few young crew. And I was <laughs> like yes, so mate, the competitive just desire like in the old is it's still there. And he is probably you know he's forty three. Oh, he's forty two. Turned to forty three. Uh, mate, and he's just like, you know what? Just one for the road. One for the road. And by the way, fucking look out, mate. I might be 43 and you're 23, but I'll fucking still have you. All right, boys. Yep. Who are our picks for Otto, men and women? Well, let, yeah. All right. So okay. fantasy squads and all the rest of it. What Are you saying who's our fantasy team or who you think is going to win? Just the winner. Like, I, I don't think it's ready yet to, to put in your fantasy. And by the way, I actually... 
you know, between us three, I actually, well, I'm not sure what Mick's in the barreled league, but I actually won between us. Oh, I, did be, you? I bet you two. Did yeah. you? It's not hard. I'm the worst. Fucking West Peak at Yells, what, mate. What's your best result in the world for the whole year? <laughs> <laughs> you mate, you're only as good as your last game, Nami. You're only as good as your last game, mate. I'll take my last game. That's fine. Yeah. Um, he finished third in the world. Nami did. Nami did. Yeah. did. That third, is incredible. Third world. Got yeah, in the whole for world. It. No, I got two surf. Well, I got one surfboard. This is unbelievable. So how, Corey, many, how many million Corey, people are in this? There's, there's millions call, of people mate. literally in this. No, no, it's like 150,000. Not everyone loves it as much as us, Mickey. Oh, okay, sorry. No, it's 150,000. <laughs> that is incredible. You got third. Mickey was talking third million, world. So. <laughs> That's incredible. Mate. First place was another WA guy. Yeah, Northern <laughs> Suburbs. Another Northern Suburbs boy. Shane Shane Starling or something. Shane uh, we, t- we talked about this back in the day. Awesome. Because okay. um, my wife went to Glastonbury with the guy who won. Wow. And... So yeah. it's obviously your wife has got a hand in this somehow. She had a hand in him, I think. It, <laughs> oh, no, she's going to f- so off me. Um, yeah, anyway. She yeah, hate, we're getting ha- distracted here. She hates it. Yeah, so she's hate- winning. Uh, right. Let's straighten up a bit. All right. <laughs> men's, all right. Men's winner, runner-up. Ladies winner, runner-up. As you go. Jesus Christ. I haven't thought about it at all. Right. all so. Tyron has. Go, T-Bone. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Griffin. He's going to win. Wow. Uh, mate, he's... I'm actually going to pick him to win the win the world champ this year too. What? I just think he's just exploded. He's, he's, he's in the final with him. I think um, it'll be either Italo or, or Philippe. Yeah, you, okay. You just can't go past Ladies. them. Ladies? Um, I think... Jeez, uh, I'd love to see Steph come up. Um, Steph or Carissa... But look out for um, Taddy. I think Taddy's on a bit of a tear. She's on a tear, all right, Mick? Um, that performance last week by Philippe Toledo. Mick can just sway the judges to no. his will here to make sure his call comes through. As I mentioned, I've got to his be quiet when I'm on the team. is very, very <laughs> solid. Put it but, that way. Um, no, like that, that performance by Philippe Toledo is probably one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen in my life. Um, Yep. I, I think the only person I've ever seen surf Margaret's better is John John, or on par with it is John John. That's what I was saying. Oh, and uh, for dead, mate. What are you so that about? that was that was phenomenal. Yeah. So like I left that place just blown away by his incre- like the performance level. I think his third wave, like he had his third wave was freaking phenomenal as well. Like he's he had three waves in the excellent column. Yeah. Just destroyed it. So like for me and the um. You know, obviously the top five go on to Trestles. He's probably the best surfer in Trestles in the world. He's going to win the world title. Like was was right now. fat anyway. So, so he, he's a very, um, he's obviously incredible form. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're all so good as we talked about. It's so close. With all right, stop being a politician. Who's first, who's second? Um, well, Philippe just destroyed it. So I can imagine um, him doing some damage on those rights. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think he, him and um, Gabrielle be the two. Gabrielle's always consistent. So they be the two. And for women, I would love to see Bronte McCauley win. Yeah. And her course. and her her surfing last week, her and Tatiana, for me, one of the highlights last week was obviously Philippe Toledo. But the highlight walking away from that was the backhand surfing I saw from Tatiana and also Bronte. They Bronte, were yeah. Some of the best female surfing I've seen. I'd like yeah. to uh, put out a massive um, shout out to the McCauley family. They're obviously doing it tough at the moment and... Um, Everyone at Barrel Surf Podcast, uh, huge fans of all of you guys, and um, you know, hopefully you guys can heal in the future. And um, you know, such a brave effort from Bronte to be surfing last week in Marks and also in Rotto. And um, yeah, our thoughts are with you guys, and yeah, all the best. Yeah, that was fucked up. 
anyway, my choices, mate. Um, I'm going to go Bronte McCauley. The people's champ. The people's champ because DMAC has got so much experience out at Stricko's being a coach. Um, in all honesty, I think Carissa, she didn't yep. win this one and she's just been on form so hard and with those right-handers available with an air section possibly, probably Carissa first. Uh, I'd like to think Bronte second just because a bit of extra passion, a bit of extra yeah. pump in a step, DMAC. Yeah. No one's trickos, so that's my call. But I'm just the worst fantasy guy ever because I'm always so fiercely patriotic that I just always pick the Aussies. What about the blokes? The blokes, Ryan Callanan for the win. Oh, mate, the backhand okay. attack is on point. So two big turns on the right hander, throw in the fact he's a goofy, and and mate, Strickos gets a sick left on it, like. Pit to come out with a couple yeah. of turns. I'm with you. So I'm going Callanan for the 100%. win. First ever win. Bush. Um, that'd be sick. He is in form. And I don't know. Some Brazo for second, I guess. Take your pick. There's <laughs> 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 They're on a chair. I know, it's fun. As he's on fire. Hey, um, all right. So listen to Barrow Surf Podcast, obviously. And my my picks are, mate, I'm 100% with you on... Um, our friend Ryan Callanan, uh, I reckon he's going to make the final. I think Philippe Toledo is going to take the event out because... Ooh, back to back. Yeah, I just think that Stricko's is similar in a way to um, Lowers. It's quite, it's kind of a similar sort of wave. It's high performance. can get a little bit challenging when it gets bigger, but I reckon over the course of the event, I reckon it's, you know, tailor-made for Philippe. Where does Philippe. Griffin live, mate? He lives at Lowers. You well, yeah, he's, ne- he's, never, he's never won an event, mate. I need to take it personal, T-Bone. No, Everyone's yeah, allowed their opinion, I'm not, buddy. I'm not having a crack at you as a person, <laughs> mate. I'm just saying. Um, and my my um, my ladies' picks is, uh, I, I honestly think that Bronte, um, obviously in the semi-final against Hardy, was facing a hugely um, challenging personal situation. And I think it was amazing that she actually went out and surfed, but I, I think it showed that she was sort of struggling a bit and I thought she was a bit all over the place I think her surfing earlier in the event would have actually matched Tati and I think she would have made the final um, so I'm actually I'm the same I'm thinking Bronte's going to make the final and whether or not she can take it out I'm not sure but I think it's going to be against Carissa as well so there you go can't wait for it it's going to be a sick event going to be sick and um, <coughs> mate I'm pretty bummed that they actually left town today because <coughs> it was like 10 to 13 foot Hawaiian today and offshore all day. Yeah. And the next four days are just pumping down here. Not um, not very good surf at all though, because there's never good surf in oh WA. Yeah, so don't it's come, been the best event this year, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I mean well, what about Pipeline? Good. Yeah, Pipe was good. Pipe was good, but I mean, how, how was the vibe after the event, Mick? Uh, they, they loved it. Yeah. yeah. So the, um, they were really wrapped. And I think it was good for everyone to watch because we, we actually hadn't. One thing that I thought was really unique and awesome about the um, the East Coast events, so the ones at Narrabeen and also one at Newcastle, was even though the waves weren't pumping, it kind of um, shows us how lucky and how good it is now. Because previously, before it became the Dream Tour, that's what we're watching all the time. Yeah. So it really highlighted the fact that um, how lucky we are to have what we're doing. You know, Chopu, yeah, Pipeline, yeah. J Bay, all these incredible waves. 
Um, and the vibe was they were really stoked to be here. And they were really stoked that it was a unique tour. So the fact that we've gone from beach breaks to reef breaks, you know, um, from kind of the, the small wave surfing to all of a sudden having to come over here and pull out a big board and try yeah. to do high-performance surfing. A big and, board being a 6'1 instead of a 5'9". Oh, it's mental, yeah, it's hey, they're just surfing such short boards. But yeah, so the vibe Variety's was really good. Though, you know? yeah. Yeah. The, the vibe was really good and everyone was so stoked um, with obviously the way, it, the way it all unfolded and went down it. At Margaret's, yeah, especially that those first two days, you know, it was big waves, you know, it's big wave events, but the guys were surfing it incredibly Yeah, it was Hawaiian well. style, sunset style, it's totally. bloody awesome to see. Yes, everyone was really stoked, it was just a really blessed event, it went unreal, really good, absolutely. Now, I can't keep up with uh, the, the schedule change, you know, I understand we're in a, we're in a different world at the moment. <laughs> And they shuffled, they shuffled the events around and they've uh, bumped up the Surf Ranch Pro. So they're heading to uh, Lemoore in a couple of weeks. And I'm, I got a feeling most of the Australian surfers won't be that stoked having to travel to the States and go to a wave pool. I mean, why? Do, I mean, we could, we could sit around here all day and talk about why didn't they stay in Australia and just run a few more events. I mean, yeah, it's unique, isn't it? It's it's like, and one thing, I think you guys will agree, and everyone listening is, um, how good and how awesome it is to have surfing back, and that's you know, it's um, yeah, obviously missing out last year because obviously the pandemic. It's really um, it's quite a unique thing, you know. It's uh, it's so good to have surfing back and um, to see the elite, uh, doing what we love watching and and seeing. So uh, that that's really unique, but it, it is different. Um, like when it did when they did release the uh the schedule and they added some certain places like Mexico and Brazil to the, um, to the tour. I know that raised a few eyebrows, just obviously, um, you know, obviously certain countries, how they'd be going, dealing with this pandemic. Yeah. And I know, um, I, I listened to another podcast where they obviously had a surface meeting and there was a lot of tension, yeah. uh, between certain surfers, like why they but were going to Brazil. Very uncertain. These events are actually going to take place. Yeah. What, I, what podcast, Mick? Uh, that, what was it? I it think was it was actually lipped. Adzian I'm pretty Max? sure it was lipped. No, no, it was lipped. I'm pretty sure they were talking about a, a heated uh, tour meeting uh, where a, an Australian surfer and a Brazilian surfer uh, were kind of yeah, at loggerheads. Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy Kale and um, Harry Hazza. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Podcast. I love Very lipped. technical. Yeah, I do like lipped. Yep. But I, I do <laughs> notice, <laughs> I do notice those events um, are short in period. So um, you know oh, the right. ones in Brazil, they're not as long as. Uh, they usually do. And I guess for um, something like the surf ranch, they can kind of do it in a hub situation. And whether when they go to Brazil and Mexico, because uh, are they going to do it in a hub? That's probably something they've they've talked about where they all arrive on the same plane, the chartered plane, like they yeah. picture for Margaret's. And yeah, pretty hard to hub in Brazil where there's just 30,000 people on every beach. Yeah, who knows right. how they're going to do it. But I'm sure they've I'm sure they've um, thought about everything prior to, prior to do this. And I know, um, obviously, I was fortunate to work with the judging and a lot of those guys have... Um, have got to do the COVID, um, uh, get basically a COVID vaccine. vaccine. Yeah, yep. and they're in the process of jeb, getting jeb, that jeb. done. Yeah, so. Mate, just before we, we did <coughs> move on from there, I, I was trying to make reference earlier. We, we uh, went off on a tangent, which is cool. That's what we do. Uh, to actually how pumping it was today down here because, mate, I got a few stories filtered in from today. It was... I've got a, a couple too. A pretty stellar day. Did you boys surf? I'm hoping you guys surfed. I actually today. got to work for a living, Adzi. Oh, fuck. As you know, as you know, I've been in prehab, <laughs> exactly. prehab with uh, Trev at the physio because I've done my back again. So, oh, so you didn't surf. No. So, mate, 
am I correct in saying all four of us here did not surf today on a just a ten to thirteen foot pumping all day offshore? Well, I didn't surf. Does two, that make three, our entire three podcast reasons. irrelevant? No, it doesn't. Are we full of shit? We, we've over got here? we've <laughs> got photos of each of us surfing. Give it much credibility, but fucking <laughs> better edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surfing tomorrow if that helps. Oh, you fucking want to? I didn't surf Mate. today because I've got a disc in bulging in my back, oh. and. I'm scared of big surf, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't got a board over six eleven. So, oh, fucking hell! Well, mate, um, our long long time mascot uh, Tony Saffer uh, gave me some insight to our local main break down the road here. Yep, he said it was pretty stellar. He said it was inconsistent, but in the six to ten foot range, which yep. is always, I, I like it when people give increments of four foot. Yeah, because it mate, can be one to two foot with the odd four foot set so it's one to four foot you know but it, i believe there was a few sneaker sets and yeah, there, there was, was crew on the inside getting caught and yep. all the rest of it so yeah but mate he gave me some pretty crazy stats today as he was walking down old tony Saffa reckons that one of the old boys who had been watching throughout the day told him there had been six broken boards thus far to we're talking like mid-afternoon when tones paddled out six broken boards and as uh, people who surf our local main break when it's big can attest that when you snap your leggy on a big day out there, you actually lose your board. And it. I heard three boards were lost. I heard six were lost. Six were lost. I heard okay. six were broken. Yeah. Six were lost. And some dude crawled up the steps with the remnants of a board attached to his leg and got taken away by an ambulance. Right. So pretty wow. serious day of surfing in, in the southwest yeah. today. Uh, six boards lost, mate. And we're talking... Lost man, like they gets they they get washed in, yeah. And by the time you swim in, they've hit the the rip at uh, Old Hare Mountain, and they've headed out to sea, and they're, and they're gone. So, mate, that was a pretty destructive day down there. But uh, Tony reckons he got one big closeout in two and a half hours. This is, and then he got one big tube that he came out to clean. So salute to you, Tones, for getting a tube. Well done. It's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a lecker tube, so lecker tube, brew. but it's not even. It's not hard. It's not easy to get a tube out at this break. Not so. at all. So the the message there to everyone that's not from this area is: do not come. If here. you go out here, you're going to lose your board. <laughs> yeah, perhaps break it. Be taken off in an ambulance. Yeah. You may or may not get barreled. It's just yeah, maybe it's don't, don't come here. <clears throat> and, and then, uh, and then, you. and then, uh, me mate Duck Sauce, you know Ducky, absolute hard charging litter, who's had a shout out on the potty before. Ducky. Uh, he's suffered some serious Saw him yesterday at uh, injuries. Yep, yep, he was there again today. Uh, yep. He suffered, suffered some serious injuries due to his hard charging characteristics over the years. Yep. Um, yeah, he's in a bad way at the moment. Well, he's going okay, but he's got a long recovery. Yeah, due a to ginger. Just pulling into too many big slabs. Um, but he, he did a big drive around today. He just went, oh, well, I'm driving around. It's a, it's a stellar day. He said uh, boat ramps down down Margie's way was oh, was huge. I edit and that saw one some out. guys. One thirty seven. Remind me. <laughs> he saw some guys packing some big ones. Margie's crew will be fucking. He went up on. to a, another a bommy um, about twenty minutes up the road from there. Said he saw someone go over the falls pretty heavy. Uh, I heard Taj was honing his skills out at Smith's Reef this the, today, getting slotted uh, out Why of his mind. Why is he over at Rotto? Well, yeah, I don't know. He was just. Honing his skills, getting yeah, ready. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's probably got his own. own is he going to be? Do you reckon he's surfing those dark arts? I did see a photo of his quiver, and it looked like it was all his uh, usual mayhem sort of boards. So yeah, yeah sorry, carry it on. Could be. 
So yeah, pretty uh, pretty epic day down here, and we've got another three days. Mickey Plowman's not even drinking our lovely cheeky monkey beer because he wants to get up at dawn and go and surf um, Bunker Bay Point. That's right. In I the morning, a, I had daddy daycare today, and yep. um, so yeah, I'm definitely frothing to bed tomorrow. You're pumping, yeah, we've got a good run coming up. He's so going to go up Bunker Bay Point with some over here, meat so hanging off the back of his board, and see how the seal colony goes up there. Yep. Yeah. But I did. Uh, I did take the kids down to yelling up play play area just to watch it and it was solid so well done to everyone that got out there today because that was some solid surf it's probably the biggest i've seen and cleanest i've seen it for a long time yeah, yeah i spoke to a good friend of mine ben Jex today at the footy training for the kids and he he took a couple on the head and um yeah had a great old time out there by the sounds <laughs> of it how are you Jexy? yeah Jexy. yeah Jexy. um go on uh, no, I think I'm done. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, no, it's unbelievable. No, I just yeah, wanted to share first, that today that it was pumping. Everything. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. Um, um, there was plenty of good waves around. I don't know. Are, are we sort of moving on from where we were? Or okay, we? Well, no, yeah, let's move on. on. Let's, let's go to some on. edits. I've got to go have dinner and fucking get up and go serving tomorrow. Mate, dinner's overrated, T-Bone. Ah. Just drink another meaty beer. All right, let's do quick edits and then we'll get on to the okay, Clive Hammer Cup. Who's been watching video parts, edits? I have. Yeah, I have. What, do you, what do you got, Nami? Yeah, well, I'm, um, I've... Uh, do you know what I, I really love is Dylan Graves' Weird Waves. Ooh. He, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's an absolute player, and he's a sick surfer, and he's, you know, got the sick moustache and long hair <laughs> combination going. I know the girls like that. And, yeah, um, yeah he's, uh, his latest video... Uh, He's, uh, I think it's season three of Weird Waves. Check it out if you haven't seen it. He's, uh, they're, they're surfing behind tankers. Oh, yeah. 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 The Texas tankers. Texas tankers. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. They've got like a full waves. surf club and stuff. They, yeah. 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 So there's um, obviously surf in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, I think Gulf so, Mexico. Yeah. Anyway, like wherever yeah. it is. Where they, where they surf in Texas. And um, yeah, when there's no surf, they go and jump behind the tankers. So I'd love to surf a tanker wave. That's that pretty fun. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. Mate, speaking of uh, mustaches, yeah, they seem to be pretty cool these days. Uh, every now and then, like Mickey you can pull up a, a little bit of a yeah. little bit of a mustache. It's a fine line between being Jerry Lopez cool and a straight up pedophile sweating yep. at a Wiggles concert. Like it, it's a fine line, eh? Um, but mate, one guy is, is rocking it good. Is this Andy? I can't say his name. Neblus. Some young American dude, long haired, uh, circa oh, yeah, Mickey yeah, Plowman, yeah, yeah. ninety two, long got curly yeah. hair, yeah. except got the non pedophile mustache. The, the, he's got the low. Yeah, no, nah, I got you. Uh, it's it's kind of mm, yeah, it's touch and go, touch and go. Yeah, but he, no, he's, no. he's he's winning, um, mate. Guru, authentic seventy style. I can't even remember when I watched it. Um, some Californian dude, yeah. pretty funny, yeah. skinny young yeah. dude. Mega style. I like and, it. And and real proper 70s style. He's not just riding a singly thrown in the old soul arch. He's actually doing... Like when you look at this old 70s movies, it's almost like this... I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's a real style that... Authentic. It's authentic. And they're not just doing it. They're, they're doing it because they're trying to perform. And it's like... that Because the guys in the 70s weren't like... Oh man, it's cool. I'm doing a soul arch. That that we're trying to push the. We're not the talking, yeah. You're, uh, you know, you Byron Bay hipsters no. doing hand drives for the sake of it. This yeah. is this is functional, yeah. mate. It's functional and it's a real authentic style. I really liked it. Um, he was uh, ruling in Indo with with no leggy on a singly and yeah. It just you hear a lot of these old guys and that saying how. Surfing without a leggy really improves your surfing because you're just like, mate, 
you can't fuck up. Do you know what? It also improves the crowds because people are half the time swinging in for their boards. So but you, yeah. surf, you would and the surf other half con- copping a stray board in the head. So <laughs> they're on the beach too. You'd surf conservatively though, Adzi. Do you? Though? And if I didn't have a leash, I wouldn't be going for broke. Well, maybe you'd just get better, and you'd, you'd be able to make those turns all the time. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, anyway, Mick, so do, you, do you watch any videos, mate? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I know you're a surf frother. Yeah, I am. He said, frother. yeah, then was yeah. like, yeah, I watch four hours. Yeah, a I day. do. I watch a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's been some incredible edits recently. Like obviously, yeah. last, obviously, the most an, an incredible one I've seen recently was uh, Ryan Callahan's edit. And okay. this is probably recently. And um, obviously, last year the two big ones that were a little three. There's three huge ones that were released. Um, yeah, no, we've done those ones. Yeah, Jay Davies, Jacob Jay. Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely phenomenal. And um, yeah, so so incredible to watch. And um, uh, Wade Goodall. Was it Wade Goodall? Yeah. They're our three favourites too. Yeah. Awesome. What, so about, yeah, old school, what about this year, mate? You yeah, know, 2021. Yeah, I thought, Times, Mickey I thought Ryan's was pretty good. But there's also another one recently. Um, I think it was called Matt's by John John. That's probably only released about two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And that was a phenomenal one. It's kind of like um, Hawaiian season and... Um, there's that some really sick. cool stuff in yeah. that. That's John John's cool. Hawaiian season was sick. That was a cool one to watch. T-Bone. I've got one, boys. Ramsey Bookham. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Safi. Oh, Snake reposted that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. That How was good sick. was that? That he was very good. How good is his backhand tube riding? So good. I mean, put him out at Margaret's just recently. <sighs> Fuck, he'd do damage. She's got one of the best backhand. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, one, should, two. Can he ride a tube? Fuck's sake, that was an insane edit. I've shared 10-foot knee-ass with him, and he goes, man, he was packing them. Fuck. Big time. Yeah. What about in the surf, though? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't very good in the surf, but, mate, yeah, he was packing those knee-ass cones. And I can tell you from uh, maybe or maybe not true experiences that cones and knee-ass, they're pretty shit-ass. There's a lot of stem getting smoked over there. That's why. That's why Chappelle Corby took though, a boogie board it? of actual drugs over there because the <laughs> exactly. drugs over there are shit. Hundred percent, mate. Uh, yeah, no, that was sick. That and was I, insane. I yeah. could give you a tall tale about that wave, but it's not. Next happen. episode, mate. Next episode. Next okay. Yeah. We'll refer back to that one, and I, I will be able to refer back to that because it also relates to one of the other edits I've watched, and by far, hands down, the best edit I've watched in a long time. Torrin Martin Ooh. Lost Atlantic. God. Damn, that was sick. How freaking good. Mate, uh, do you know it would be good if I had like a um, mid-length twin that I could <laughs> do some relatable surfing on? I'm more in the notes, uh, <laughs> Corey the surfboards. <laughs> Mate, um, yeah, Torrin Martin, I'm just such a massive oh, fan so of good. the way he surfs. Like, I was talking to one right, of my mates. Single fin or twin fin or whatever? Mid-length or twins. Mid-length mostly. twins, oh, okay. usually. Um, but it's this real single fin style. Um, and I was talking to one of my mates, and it's like, like, Gabrielle Medina surfs better, obviously. But if some little magic wizard popped up out of my dragon-shaped bong and said, hey, <laughs> I'll give you a magic wish, and you can surf like whoever you want, I wouldn't choose Medina. I would choose Torrin Martin because ah. the way he surfs is the way well, I want to surf. You're a natural footer, though. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's let's just run with that. Let's just do a little poll. T-Bone, if you could surf like anyone in the history of surfing right, that right you know. Now? Right now. Who would you surf like? I mean, I, I, I like a hybrid version of Griffin, Joel, and Margot. 
So obviously a billabong man. <laughs> um, well, Mick, Mick looks deep Mick, in Mick thought Clowen. over there, doesn't he? I <laughs> am. It's, uh, that is a really good question. Politician yeah. Mick, what have you got? Yeah, no, there's so many. Um, you go for a hybrid, surely. Yeah, I, oh, just, yeah, I just love surfing so much and everyone does it so good, don't they? But um, no, growing, no growing so up, uh, my childhood hero was Oki. So the, what, what he did was phenomenal. Like that um, Green Iguana movie that yeah, came yeah. out. Uh, when he that one particular song was an NXS song, Heaven Sand, I've probably watched a trillion times. Um, so yeah, his surfing's phenomenal. It's for me, it's it's ageless. You know, I yep. watch, yeah, watch what he does and uh, his bottom turns, his backhand surfing's just off the charts. Uh, yeah, I, I, for me, it's hockey. Yeah, he's Mick, just a quick question, mate. When you go down the beach and you see people surfing, do you go, oh, speed, power, and flow? <laughs> Um, <laughs> when you're walk, when you're walking up the beach and, and you see someone from 300 meters and they get a little cover up, you're like 6.4. <laughs> no, because it doesn't reward barrels. <laughs> oh, if you're teeing off on him here, yeah, poor old Mickey. Yeah. Mate, he's a judge. That's, yeah. that's what, this is why people don't want to judge, mate. <laughs> they get no, picked on by the barrel too. We've had some seriously good insights tonight um, from Mick. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's epic. I, I love it. Yeah, it's all cool. Pretty so, nice. mate, yeah. Oh, can, I, mate. can I give you mine? Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. So, um, women, Steph, obviously. Um, <laughs> what? You want to surf, like surf like a woman? If I, could, if I was a woman, yeah, to I be could honest, surf yeah, like I, a woman. I, 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 I would happily surf like Steph. Um, and if you know, if I could be anyone in terms of surfing, be Andy. Andy like, I thought you were going to say Barton Lynch. Well, yeah, everyone knows already Seth like Barton Lynch without the skill. No, fair call. Well, yeah, mate, look, getting back to it, I would 100% be happy if uh, the wizard out of the bong made me Torrin Martin. Really? Oh, mate. That's he, a bit too uh, modern hipster for you, mate. I'm surprised he's saying Torrin Martin. Modern hipster? What? what? what he's old. Surf's like he's in yeah, the Yeah, but 70s. it's hipster. It's hipster surfing. Yeah, no, look, uh, there's a fine line. You know, mate, the guy serves fucking mental. And the reason. Say Midget Farrelly or something. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I just like, I love his surfing because he's just going super fast, doing so mega fast. high lines and getting slotted off his nut. Like, that's all I ever want to do is high lines and tubes. I'm right with you, mate. Yeah, I'm so, 100% into Tony. So, Good looking uh, man, too. So, uh, yeah. don't Do introduce him to my know. wife. But um, anyway, mate. Uh, I'm stoked that it's only the first part in his um, series or episode or whatever it's going to. There's going to be more. Um, he's, I loved the start. He's like, mate, it's obviously done on a budget. He's not. We're not talking big budgets. Yeah, it's here. just him and his mate filming yeah, him, him. I think. Mate, and then they're, they're decking it. out a van. Showed a bit of chippy skills. Yeah. You know, um, oh, low yep. budget. Had a real adventure feel to it. I mean, it wasn't a four to seven minute high performance. Surf and it was more of the old school adventure movie. It had the no nonsense narration. T-bone Aussie narration. With yeah. I get it T-bone's, now, mate. I yeah. get it. Yeah. There's the lubrication one, two, three connection. Oh, maybe. With Except the, I had no narration. The prequel or, to Gonad, man. Yeah, I had no narration old or story in mind. Hardcore mate. surf, core yeah. lords movies. Yeah. Mate, it was a throwback to bloody Endless Summer, Aussie style. You know, in a far-flung corner of bloody Ireland or, or something. Mate, he's doing fucking dornies with no one out in, like, gnarly fucking death slab left. So yeah. windy, it was cold. 
There's no one around anywhere, and he's just hey, out there packing you, pits. Yeah, so what was the like question, Nemo? There was no, no, was no just, question. We're I just talking about ask Azzy no, if he likes a Dorney. Do you like a Dorney, mate? Fucking love a Dorney. Yeah. And, uh, mate, yeah, I don't know. He's a bit dorky on land too, but then he gets in the water, and he's just pro, all pros, you know? Like, Nah, so it was that was fucking sick. Um, and then he's... Next episode, he's heading down to Ramsey Bukhan's fucking yeah, little Yeah, all right, so right. we've talked about Ramsey, so we're yep. not going to go on with that. Now, but one um, last edit before we go. Real quick one. Mikey Wright, The Rock. Or was this called Rock? Rock. That was pretty uh, sick. Where he's, in, he's rescuing he's Hawaiian people. Reel. And, um, yeah. No, that was good. Yeah, mate, all these, those epic extended laydown back... Um, bloody backwards rail calves like he was doing those weird calves at like the end of backdoor waves that they weren't cutbacks they were like the wave was over but he was just like jamming his rail yeah. and grabbing it it was like this made you go Rah! you know like that because, was because we've got mick here i've got a um a bit of a curiosity about it we had a bit of a chat with well you had a bit of a chat with um michael wright in the uh i did in the car in the park, car park yeah. um he doesn't do podcasts mick, so does need podcast, that's fine. Yep. John John Florence does. I don't know why Michael Wright wouldn't. Um Mick, what is going on with Mikey Wright? He's uh obviously got the talent, but he doesn't seem to be putting it up there in the last sort of six months. What's going on? Yeah, I know he's coming off I know he actually is coming off obviously an injury situation. Yeah. So how that's still affecting, I'm not too sure. So I know him and um uh who was it? Leonardo uh, had to surf had to off surf it. Off. Yeah, so they both You'd think he'd win injury. against Leonardo DiCaprio. So no. I think it was what a... <laughs> Doesn't even surf. He, he won the first and I think Leonardo <laughs> won the next two. So uh, did I get that right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Leonardo so... was actually surfing fucking sick at Margie's. Oh, he, yeah, he's, he was. he's, he's a ripper. John John. So, yeah, and a friend of the podcast. So to be honest, yeah. yeah, so I don't know if he's still suffering from that injury. He's obviously a freak of a talent, an yeah. incredible surfer. And... Um, yeah, he's one of those guys. All the bogans will back with his hairstyle, and uh, I like him. Yeah, we is, all he, like him. is he trying too hard? I like he's he's incredible. Like, and one, I mean, you think about his uh, some of his results. Like he um, is he, he trying qualified. too hard? Well, he qualified for wild cards. You know, that year he went on the tear. He was beating John John at Karamas. He made semis. Um, yep. That's how he got on tour. I I don't know if he's still suffering from the injury quite bad. And as I kind of went through previously, how close this sport is with. Yep. Geordie's mm. situation, you know, he's obviously, he's coming off an injury situation, so he's a wild card, so he's coming against the top guys, you know, when he's yeah, surfing. Yeah. So, I know I've kind of gone around it, but I don't know now how his body's shaping up, if he's still seriously injured. Because um, he looks fit as a fiddle. Yeah, and he, and he I mean, this, he's really... Oh, he's a weapon, isn't he? Yeah. But it, it, like you say, so close, it seems like he's got it, but it's, he's just not... The, the dominoes just I reckon he's just in going too, too hard at it. He's, he just needs... I'm just not a judge, obviously. I have judged surfing in the past, but only at, you know, looking at myself and judging myself and going, fucking ripping, mate. <laughs> but um, it just seems to me like he's putting just that... You know, people like Gabrielle and, and Philippe and that, they, they know what they can do and they're pulling it back maybe 10% or whatever. It just looks like Mikey's going straight at it without tempering his you know I reckon it's just a mate it's all there and, and I agree with what you're saying totally all there I just reckon it's just a little is. bit of luck that's not falling his way whether it be just gets the wrong wave or just doesn't finish the end move but oh, I really hope he gets a good result in Rotto because I really like the kid and 
I reckon he could go really well with Roto. Um, I mean, you've, you've got a bit more uh, sort of eyes on this. What's going on with the Wright family? They seem to have some pretty unusual sort of injuries. And is it is yeah, it just right. coincidence that they all... Um, that is yeah. a that's a really interesting point, isn't it? You bring yeah, up don't drink the water when you go to fucking stay at their house. Yeah. that's for sure. I'm not going to ever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, you, you're right there. I, was, I wasn't even difference. wanting to go near Mikey Wright because I was thinking yeah, the right family curse. Yeah, any insight there? They're all they're all unique injuries, aren't they? Obviously, Owen had that um, severe brain hemorrhage situation where uh, yeah. he had a really nasty situation at pipe, and then obviously. Um, Tyler, hers was like a really bad um, virus. I think I think she contracted some form of virus in somewhere like Africa or somewhere yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, so she, that knocked her around for what? It's almost months. like chronic fatigue, but an African variant, which is obviously going to be worse. Yeah, and then, so Africa. that's crazy. That affected those two. And then, um, obviously, Mikey, I think it was a chronic, really bad back, back injury. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a crazy three, fam- what a talented family, but three yeah. people on the CT. And, and How it's bizarre because both Mikey and Owen are just absolute avatar specimens of humans just bulging muscles and fucking sinewy muscly looking dudes and tyler wright's this powerful little nugget you'd, you'd think they'd be built to last but geez they've just been um struggling a bit mate just before we moved on from that mikey wright edit of the rock one note i did have about all that footage at backdoor and that it's almost like i don't know if you guys have watched it but the whole thing looked darker uh, the watercolour was darker. I don't know if they put a filter on it to make it look heavier or something like that. But, mate, you look at all your standard middle-of-the-day pipe footage and it's got that real tropical blue about it and all his stuff sort of almost had like a down-south WA colour almost to it. And I thought that was interesting and I wondered whether a filter had been put on it to give it that because it was heavy metal soundtrack, it was heavy-railed surfing, you know, he was pulling in lots of closeouts and stuff and... Yeah, I'd, I'd noticed that the colouring was different to what you normally see in Hawaii edits. So, there you go. I wonder what filter. That's an interesting point, actually, because do you remember on that um, on the Sunday, the big day of the Marcus Comp last week? Obviously, you do. Cause I we vaguely remember. We did get a little bit boozy in the car park. We did a little bit. Um, <laughs> highlight as, highlight inter- was Adzi <laughs> interviewing the police Whilst with a beer in his open. hand <laughs> and a hat with marijuana leaves on it. I did interview the police. We we, we we hid the open beers when the police came over and we interviewed them. But, uh, Forgot about I, your marijuana I hat. did have my Amsterdam <laughs> hat on. That is correct. Um, but I wasn't smoking a joint at the time, so whatever. There you go. Now, um, any, anything else on this topic before we move on to no, I'm the... Done. Yeah, okay. We're done with Live Palmer Cup. Now, Mick, I know that you you say that you're one of our four listeners. Um, obviously, Adam, Tyron, and myself's mums and yourself, which is good. So you're obviously aware of the Clive Palmer Cup. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a nomination for I us? I do, yeah, yeah. Oh, straight up. Yeah, it's, it's not so much a person, but just a situation. Um, my sister lives in the United States of America. She lives in Florida for the last 20 years. Got some good friends in Canada and also in Europe. And um, they've done it really tough with this pandemic, like... Um, and here in Western Australia, we've pretty much been able, apart from a couple of lockdowns, we've been able to do what we want to do. A couple of three-day lockdowns yeah. where you just go to the beach and do nothing else. So, so well, you, you know, your kids are home from school. Oh, it's yeah. The struggle is real, my friend. <laughs> you, you look torn. You look yeah, sorry, pained. Mick, right. Sorry, Mick, go on. Yeah, no, so I think we've been extremely fortunate here in Western Australia. So I think that's uh, we've been extremely lucky. So I'd, the situation of here being in Western Australia, obviously we've had a really good run of waves recently. 
and um, yeah, especially this time of year, it's been epic, hasn't it? It's been really cool. Um, so I think yeah, living in West Aussie. West Australia is my uh, Clive Palmer situation. No, that's, that's no, no, that. Oh, that, that, that sorry, my Steve is Steve. So Clive Palmer is the uh, the bad thing, isn't it? Well, he's, he's well, a good bloke. Yeah, no. yeah. So I've I've gone the wrong way. So I've already given you. This my is Steve the problem Irwin. when you get Mr. Right. Nice, yeah. also known as Never Ending Smiley Mick. Just, I just remember yeah. that everything is I'm positive. not editing this. So all right, so you've just given. The Steve, the, uh, Steve living Irwin in WA, the Clive Palmer Cup nominations. Sorry. That's all right. All right. Up your ass, uh, yeah. WA Tourism. <laughs> no, nah, come on. What, Sorry, guys. So that, that was my Steve. No, nah, that's all good. Um, my Clive Palmer, I actually knew this was going to come up. And driving over here, I was thinking about it quite deeply. It's hard. It's hard, isn't it? But, um, it's hard for Mickey. He's so Well, it's happy. hard for this situation. And it's affected me recently in my work, um, having a guy basically have a, a breakdown. And obviously, some um, here in Western Australia, we've had a lot of um, serious situations with people with mental illness recently. Yeah. Um, so, I just wanted to say that um, that is a, a situation in society that we, we're currently living with. And, um, yeah, so just to look after each other and um, do the best you can. It's quite a sensitive issue. I really didn't know if I was going to bring it up, but I just think it's, yeah, it's affected me We need, we need to bring it up. And, so um, good on you. Well, yeah. mate, it's my Clive Palmer nomination yeah, as well cool. is is the exact thing that you're alluding to, probably the Jack McCauley incident. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. that's, uh, I mean, there's other things involved, but, Mate, my Clive Palmer is whatever the fuck you want to call it, either depression or mental health or youth suicide. Mate, it happened to Jack McCauley. He's the son of Dave McCauley, absolute West Australian surfing icon, Bronte McCauley's brother who's, you know, where where the... And Laura and Ellie. Yeah, we're, we're, we're their biggest fans. And, and, and mate, it, I mean, I was down there. We were all down there at the comp and... Everyone was fucking super happy and Bronte's in and it's, it's amazing. And then next thing, it comes out that I did not see Jack there yeah. that day. Um, and I have absolutely no insight into yeah. his mental well-being or, uh, or any of his life circumstances. Um, all I know is that I saw him get a mental triple tube at Nalu last summer, uh, last winter on his birthday. And yep. I, that was the first time I'd really noticed. And I was like, wow, that was fucking sick on his birthday. Mental. Mental. Um, but mate, my Clive Palmer is fucking whatever it is that causes, uh, there was that young fella, Ryan Dempsey, another young yep. Margie surfer, only yep. not that long ago, who killed himself as well. And I, I don't know what it is. It seems like it's more prevalent in this day and age. Is it technology? Is it... Facebook and you Instagram. You just wonder what the influence uh, that social know, media has, I think. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's fucked. It's it's as fucked as Clive Palmer's shit-stained hemorrhoid asshole. It's that bad. <laughs> it really is. It like, is. It fucking is. It, it, mate, is. it yeah. is. It's yeah. fucked. I can't fathom it because I'm just... Yeah. Luckily, touch wood, I'm just not that guy. I'm always like, man, fucking life is fucking good, you know, but... For some people, that uh, it's not, and uh, it's fucking horrible what happened, and I'm just so devoted. Yeah. For the Macaulay family, in, in and yeah, it's. I um. What's I, your What's your club? Well, I completely Never. agree with you, and something that I thought I would share with you guys in in light of um, you know the the mental health issues that we are talking about is that I've struggled with mental health. I um, I suffer from anxiety, and I'm on medication full time for it 
never really talked to you guys about that, but I thought I would share that. Um, Cheeky monkey medication? <laughs> yeah, no. No actual medical medication <laughs> right. for uh, trying to sort out my anxiety problems because I sort of skits out a bit. So I mean, we're all a little bit strange. Yeah, we're all a little bit strange. But I thought I'd share way. that in in just in the in the spirit of um, speaking yeah. about this sort of yeah, thing because it's not sure. a yeah. um, you know we need to talk about it and um, we need to encourage our young people to talk about it because the last thing that any of us want is for our young people to be yeah. facing demons without having the outlet to express themselves and perhaps you know I you know I'm feeling terrible about things I need to. I'm thinking about some really dark thoughts and I need to talk about it with you, so I'm going to. We need to facilitate that discussion with our young people yes. and I'm, yeah, 100% behind that. So um, hopefully if you are listening to this and you are feeling a little bit down or a little bit anxious or whatever it is. I'm just like, when will this fucking podcast end? I'm going <laughs> to fucking ruin myself. Just have a chat. Just yeah. speak to the nearest person to you because they would much rather hear that from you than go on with their life without you. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah. T-Bone. No, T-Bone, Clive Palmer. Thanks for, thanks for uh, talking about that, Namu. Um, I actually just, just recently done some training um, to be a peer supporter at work and because uh, you're a safety officer on the mines is uh, that right I like to call myself an officer oh, okay. uh, constable yeah. are you a safety <laughs> cunt <laughs> I'm um, going to drink all night but <laughs> just all the folk out there because uh, I know it's tough because when, w w sometimes when someone comes to you with, with, with issues or problems uh, you just don't know what to say yeah. And it is hard. And you, you just know. try to tell everyone to go surfing, but you realise <laughs> not just, all of just them listen, surf. Just listen. That's what <laughs> but if there's do. one thing that I remember during this course was an acronym called LATE. And I want the folks out there, you know, if anyone comes to you with any mental health problems, remember the acronym LATE. Listen, most importantly, um, L. A, acknowledge. Obviously, Acknowledge what they're saying, you know. S don't start talking about what you're, what you've experienced. Acknowledge what they're saying. Yep. T, start talking about some actions. Like you know, give some suggestions what they can do. And E, encourage, encourage. So there's your light. Yep. There's your acronym. Yeah. Not ecstasy. For e. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Adzi. Okay. Yeah, so Sorry. That, that's my uh, little acronym. My little thing that I use. You know what I what I learnt just recently. Actually, only about two weeks ago. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that course. Um, so uh, being part of a, a, a safety personnel on a mine side, obviously, mental health's a, a pretty strong one up there for a lot of guys. Well, camped out in the middle of bloody nowhere. You know what's away interesting, Adzi? It's it's not about the well the, the the stats coming from where I support. It's not about the actual fly in fly out. It's it's not the work related. It's it's more personal what what people have to deal with. So um, it's not it's the the work's not making it. Uh, it doesn't magnify it. It's it's things what people are just everyday dealing things they're with, dealing yeah. with. I mean, it is hard going away, of course. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Nice one, Tebo. So right, we've well, joked we've joked about the fact that we don't have any listeners, but there are a few people out out here in the uh, Barrel Surf Podcast world that do listen. We just encourage you to be kind to your fellow humans, um, listen to them, and if you're feeling sad or, or not 100%, just reach out, speak to someone. Or get tubed, because tube, 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 yeah. tube makes you feel pretty good. 
Exactly. All right. So let's, let's Adzi, take it up a notch. Yeah, let's take it up to the Steve Irwin salute. Steve Irwin salute. Double thumbs up. Look, I've got a, I, was, I was in two minds. There was two really good ones uh, that I thought uh, for me personally. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take two because you're allowed to have two positives to one negative. Of course surely. you are. Uh, one is totally related to what we're saying. Bronte McCauley, fucking Steve Irwin salute. For paddling out two days later, Bronte, um, friend in, of the in podcast, the face of adversity, yep. um, you know the shit that must have been on her mind. Fucking, I just thought, like a lot of people, mate, she's going to win. She's going to win because of this. Uh, like Tommy yeah. Carroll, circa fucking pipeline when he's what was his sister, or his brother, or something died, and and, and like and, Mick Fanning's last event. Uh, oh no, that's no, right. Yeah, that's one. right. No, he didn't do that. But uh, <laughs> but no, I honestly thought that it was going to spur on to a victory because how can you paddle out without just having this? I, I remember one of my good mates died, Mono, Big Mono. Shout out to Big Mono. Shout out, Mono. He was a bouncer down at Settlers Tab. Friend he of mine. He used to help me uh, As well. make surfing movies. He yep. was bouncing at all your gigs when you were DJ Namu. <laughs> um, mate, and, and, and he died legend. driving home Fucking on Caves legend. Road, which we mentioned previously earlier. It yep. was a very dangerous road. He, he lived on the road. He died on the road. Um, yeah. On Caves Road. And, um, mate, yeah. Shout out to Mono. I've, yeah. I've lost my train of thought. To yeah, no. Nah. Mono, to Mono does that Mono. to people. But, um, Such yeah. a freaking legend. He is. But, um, mate, I just thought, oh, that's right. Um, mate, I remember the morning of Mono's funeral, I went out and surfed Smith's Reef and just got so tubed because, and I didn't even know I was getting tubed. And it was like some of the best tubes I've had, but I was in this total, because Mono grew up over the back of, Smith's Reef in yep. the bush there and it was this other thing where my mind was just like fucking do it for mono and I was just like wow that was sick and then my mates were like dude you got like mental fucking tubes and I'm like really I couldn't even really remember you know what I mean I was just sort of packing it for mono and that was at Davies funeral so I sort of thought that Bronte was going to go there and it looked like she was going to do that at the start but then it looked like the scatteredness of her mental state kicked in and yeah, she yeah. just started making understandably I think she, yeah, she was probably just yeah, yeah. so mate Steve Irwin to salute for Bronte to go out there and fucking having a go I thought she was going to get there uh, bum she didn't but then as my other Steve Irwin salute, salute is just um, the WCT in general like Mickey was saying earlier mate the fact that it's back and just whoever made Margaret River happen, because Margie's was fucking sick. It was pumping. It was big. The next day was clean and sunny. It was just what the tour needed. And I was just a surf fan through and through, and I fucking loved it. So Steve Irwin to salute to whoever the fuck made Margaret River happen. What about you, Mickey Plough? Steve Mickey Irwin? Plough. Yeah, I think I went a bit early, didn't I, with... Uh my uh, Steve Irwin with the WA Tour. No, that's right. Um, We're just, you're allowed to do two positives that, and one negative. Yeah, no, that, that like I was saying, living in West Australia, we've been extremely fortunate with that. And um, yeah, I think you nailed it there with um, Bronte, you know, going out there and, and doing it under extremely harsh um, circumstances. So a huge shout out to, and well done to her and um, wishing the Macaulay family all the very best. All love, love to that family. Yeah, yeah thanks, Mick. T-Bone. No, well, it sounds like Bronte's unanimous, and um, you know we've obviously we've met Brum, uh, Bronte, and 
she's such a uh, sort of quiet, reserved, polite, lovely young lady. And uh, I just think... Until um, she's in the water and she wants to kill everyone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just think she showed so much courage and strength to actually paddle out. Um, you know, she probably doesn't realise how strong she was to actually go out there. So, uh, yeah, hands down, you know, Steve Lowe and salute with Bronte McCauley. Yeah, no, nice one, T-Bone. I'm, I'm actually going to give my Steve Lowe and salute to young Layla Fraser for having the chutzpah uh, <laughs> to uh, send in a video of herself getting barreled and saying... How do you like my barrel, boys? She's only 10 as well. She's 10 years old. Sick. How do you MFs like my barrel? Yeah, Nick. I love and, that. And sorry, guys, just one that you mentioned about the 10-year-old. Also, probably another Steve Irwin salute would be, uh, uh, obviously, uh, Willow Hardy, 14 years Ooh, old, you, winning yes. the trials and doing an incredible effort at Huge Margaret. So, big shout out to her uh, as well. If, she if that bloody converging white yeah. water. It was that close, wasn't it? It was that close, mate. Like all these yeah. other heats you're talking about it. She did. She made the turn. It was like bloody Italo's air. She made the move. She just didn't quite ride out of the white water. And if she'd have ridden out of that, she would have beat seven-time world champ. Yeah, incredible. Hundred percent. It yeah. was the best wave of the heat. So Amazing. Big, big shout, shout out, out to Willow. Yeah, Willow Hardy and the Willow, the Hardy family in general. Yep. They are such a frothing family, and I've had some pretty pretty good feedback about the Gene Hardy episode. About oh my god, oh, I know Gene Hardy's a frother, but. Fuck, he's a frother. He's, he's the frother <laughs> of the highest order. It's so good. Yeah. Just uh, um, Jesse was uh, Ben Jesse was talking today about. Um, he went on one of the walks with Jane and said he's like that the whole way. Yeah, he's, he's just hundred percent positive frothing. The entire oh, Etsy. Oh. <laughs> he's a passionate human. Eh? Yeah, he's such nah. a legend. Good on you to the Hardy yeah. family in general. Yeah, um, legends. Um, so yeah, my nomination was for Layla Fraser. I think you know, good on you for. Yeah. You know, it's sick. Hey, you guys. Hey, what do you think of my barrel? Hey, you old fuckers sitting yeah. in the shed drinking you beer, old, talking you about old boys, shit. Completely yeah. uh, irrelevant old dudes. So <laughs> yes, uh, that was my nomination. But I think this week we have to give it to Bronte. Yep. Just an incredible effort Round from her and the, yeah. Well done, Bronte. Oh, Tivo. Now he's just that excited. He's um, mic. yeah. Arms around the Macaulay family. They're um yeah. Everyone in WA loves you guys, and yeah, hopefully you can. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, a tough road, but hopefully you can navigate it with uh, all the grace and goodwill that you guys are made of. So yeah, all the best. All right, next coming up in Browser Podcast, T Bone. What have you got? We've got a couple of little interviews, haven't we? Well, we have. This okay. is a new segment. Yeah. What have we got coming up in the Browser? This is the last comments, then, on the last, last bullet point. Coming up. Last bullet point. Now, I know that you had an interview with a certain fairly prominent uh, former Brazilian pro. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, I, I tried. Well, I ha I have. And I was yeah. actually trying to get um, uh, Adriano de Souza because obviously he's retiring this year. And um, he actually is next door neighbor to Fabio Gouveia, which I had a call with uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so the Godfather, you know, he put Brazilian surfing on the map. So, um, yeah, that should be a good one, mate, coming up soon. Looking forward to that. As you know, you've been uh, busy as usual because you've got nothing else to do apart from raise your children and <laughs> not work. So, <laughs> Mate, uh, look, yeah, I've got a few interviews in the bag uh, that will get out. Uh, Steve Barrett, local builder, 
uh, grew up in the 60s in Lennox Head, circa Morning of the Earth. Yeah, that's a pretty cool one. A real um, uh, interesting one for us guys on the West Coast. Who, yeah. You know? I know you've also got a 16-hour interview with uh, Richie Myers. <laughs> I do, yeah, local. I mean, geez, you reckon Gene Hardy's a frother? Wait till you get a load of this kid. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> Richie Myers, to anyone who knows, is a fast-talking, fast-walking, fast-paddling, surfing froth nut of the highest order. He's about (laughs) 65, and I guarantee any 21-year-old out there that he could run rings around you in any of your chosen... uh, Fields of passion. Fields of passion. Like He's a weapon of a human. Um, We had to do three separate sit-downs with him in this shed to get half of his stories out (laughs) and they're fucking hilarious he's a he's a weapon i needed to actually put a um ratchet strap on his leg uh, on both his legs to keep him in his chair because he's a very animated talker um i'm assuming the volumes of audio will be absolutely all over the place because he wasn't like mick sitting here very calm collected reading his notes he was just bouncing around all over the place um, yeah, so that's pretty yeah. epic. And we've also got uh, Kev Merrifield. Kevin Merrifield. The absolute OG of the area, Rich. 83. So that's on lock as well. So they're all Sick. coming to you soon. I think Richie's going to be a two or three part series because yeah. there's just so many stories. That's right. Um, that's all good. So we'll just filter it through. Yeah. But, um, and um, we do have uh, a good friend of mine and T-Bones. You might even know Nathan Lynch. You know Nathan Lynch? I do know Lynch. Lynch, yeah. yeah. Yep. So he is, uh, he's writing for Stab at Rotto. Really? So uh, he's going to be our man on the ground cool. on Rottnest Island for the upcoming Rottnest Island Rip Curl Search. And looking forward to having a chat with Nathan and putting in some updates out. Well, mate, talk about man on the ground. Yes. Old Mickey Plough here. Well, I believe you will be uh, we got a shipping couple. off to Rottnest very soon, Mickey. Yeah, absolutely. I'm frothing. So going over on Saturday. You were supposed uh, to go over tonight with all of them, but you put your foot down and said, I need to hang with my family so, uh, and get tubed with my family. Yeah, that's so nice. That's nice right. that Mick calls us our f- his family. It's that's right. Good, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, looking forward to that. So yeah, head over on uh, Saturday morning and looking forward to it. The forecast, as I mentioned before, looks really good. It actually it. looks so good. It's going northerly. It's like the first so couple of days, eh? So yeah, so really looking forward to getting over it. I actually saw a bit of um, footage from today when they got there and they had an awesome local uh, ceremony with the Indigenous over there and nice. got welcomed to the island and um, everyone was frothing on it. I could have said something real it. bad about that then, but... Yeah, that no, was re- really, um, really cool. Really cool let, little setting. Let, let, and let's just say the history of Indigenous people in Rottnest is not, not very good. fucking yeah. positive. No, you're right. Not great. So. Not great. And uh, hopefully as a, uh, yeah, as a state and nation, we can sort of make amends to that sort of situation in the future. Yep. Um, all sure right. We all so pitched our tent on a burial ground yeah, through the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah. Like, and wonder why people didn't sleep that well there. Yeah, anyway. Tentland, Tin Rotto. Yeah. Um, all right, so we are two hours plus into this one. It's been a freaking belter. It's been it good. Mixed gun. You cold. guys, can you... Oh, I want to get out of here. All right, last comments, T-Bone. No, mate, no. Oh, um, T-Bone, look, he's half out of his chair. He's such a want to go home and have Anytime a fucking... Anytime it's past eight o'clock, he just wants to leave. He's trying to cut me off on stories. Time to go. No, it's like, uh, fuck off, no, it's old been man. Great. It's been great to have you in, Mick. It's been... Uh, it's great to give... Uh, you know, to get an insight on the judging, um, you know, update and, and, and what's what's been changing and evolving. And, uh, mate, it's been a pleasure. And uh, hopefully have you back in after Rotto to give us the, the skinny on it. All right, well, I've, I've got a last comment directed at Mick. It's a, it's a real th- quick three-parter. Yep. And okay. you've got to answer them all. 
Far away ads. Best tube, biggest wave, best wank. No, actually, just want to answer the first two. Okay. No, so um, the best wave, was it? Yeah, best tube. Oh, best tube. Um, There's two that come to mind. Adzy, yeah, one on oh, my backhand, one on Tell me two. Hand. I'm not T-bone. I don't want to go home. So, um, I'm already at home. Yeah, so tell d- me your best two tubes. Without, without a doubt, my best one ever uh, was in 2008. Ooh. In August, Do you know the, Men- the date in Mentawi Island. Uh, on a, it was the first Mentawis. time we went to Mentawi's and surfed uh, macaronis for the first time. We were there for four days, and I had one just before I went on the trip. Uh, Kerry Whitford, local legend, yep. goes, Mick, if you surf this wave, it's incredible. He said, Don't jump off the tube. He goes, You think you're too deep, but don't jump off. And really? it was the best advice I ever got because really? it's, you don't realize you jump off sometimes. You think you're too yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. And I had, <laughs> had this one as he where I'll never forget it. It was that perfect. I took off bottom turn and, um, as I was in it, I thought I was gone and um, I just felt this like lift in the tail, which is obviously the foam balls kind of hit me from behind and pushed yep. me forward. And um, it was incredible. Yeah, it was one you thought you were gone and actually made it. And when I came out of the channel, um, Benny Hargraves. Oh, abs- Benny. Absolute yep, legend. Um, he was in the channel. and was one of your best mates. Basically, hug and high five and uh, it was epic. So is that's, that Benny the teacher? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he lives behind teacher. me. He's, he's yeah, awesome. Lives yeah, lives behind so. me. Yeah, right. He's incredible. Yeah, so it was... Uh, we all grew up together. Oh, did you? Yep. Yeah, I played footy with him at the Ducks. Yeah, cool. Yeah, okay, sorry. So you just, uh, yeah, you just so made sweet, sweet love to him in the channel? Oh, mate, it was epic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was so cool. Just gave a big high five. And, um, Sick. Yeah, it was incredible. I just remember, fuck, this is what I've dedicated my whole life to, getting that one wave. So Wicked. That, that's my favorite forehand. I was really lucky to get one really good one on backhand, a local reef break that... Um, yeah, real close to here. Real close to yeah, here. I've, mate, you are a backhand pig and, dogger um, of note. And uh, that that's probably my best backhand one. Yeah, that Sick. was one you dream of, one that you uh big never spitter. Forget. It was awesome. Yeah, it's my favourite. How yeah, long ago so was that? That was um, that was in June this year. Nine. No, which year are we? Last year. It's a bit of a story. Sorry, guys, I know you want to go, but no, uh, I don't want to. No, mate, I don't want to go. We're here for it's stories. A, it's a fascinating. Hey, one. You can leave if you want. <laughs> because <laughs> it, the forecast was supposed to be horrible. It was forecast for Norwest winds. Yeah. And I remember I just got up because I had to do a pier, so I went for some reason. Went <laughs> Went, uh, so I went out to the front yard and um, I walked out the front yard and went, holy shit, that's offshore. Yeah. And um, I went, fuck, it's offshore. And it just happened to be like early. It was in June. It was in June. And, um, yeah, so the earlies, earlies are easy in oh, June. It was so epic. So anyway, so I grabbed the dog and headed straight down to um, a local. Your favourite local slab. My favourite right, local. And right um, it was the best I've ever seen it and had it. And it was phenomenal. And because it had been forecast to be Norwest, no um, there was no one there. Wow. And um, when I got there, uh, Gareth Lawrence Brown was me and him in the car park. And um, we ran down. There was two other bodyboarders and a photographer. And um, we had the session of your dream session. And we're just so lucky because the forecast had been um, for it to be. And it was just perfect. So Sick. definitely that particular day got... Got one that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Yeah, right. and phenomenal. your biggest wave? Uh, I remember that one too. That yep. was at Sunset Beach in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Hello, so, Nelly. Yeah, and I'll never forget that one. And it, it's pretty phenomenal because, uh, as you know, that's such. It's like yelling up to such a shifting environment. Yeah. And I remember um, it was a big, big scary day, and I paddled out there just absolutely shitting myself on an eight o, and um, eight o shaped by Mick Manolis, local shaper, Sick. and uh, Murray Jacobs had the ball before me and paddled out and just happened to um i sat wide because i didn't want to get caught inside i remember there was a big set so i paddled out to miss that and all of a sudden there was one behind it and i was just in the perfect spot for it. it's a framed up and some hawaiian dude with a red ball goes go bra go bra go bra what oh shit i've got to go now (laughs) (laughs) so i've turned around and gone and somehow made the drop and um yeah that that's a 
that was probably the biggest one I've ever had and something I'll never ever forget. And um, yeah, so it was awesome. Yeah, oh, it was that's good, sick. Good memory. Happy days. I love no, it. Nice yeah. one. Nice one, Mick. Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up. We've, uh, yeah, like a huge thank you to Mick Plowman for coming on board today, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure to get your insights and your, your stories. I think we should get him back after Rotto because he's going to be there with all this I other think juicy so. guys. No I think doubt so. We'll have plenty of grievances about WA surfers that we can well, b- yeah. bring up with him again. All right, we'll lock it in. Mick's <laughs> coming back after Rotnest. Um, I you think Kale's supposed to be coming in too, didn't you? Yeah, T-Bone hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll, we'll see We'll see in. how we go. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, we're getting to the point now where people are actually wanting to come on then us chasing them, which is good. Debatable. Yeah, debatable. <laughs> you can always hope. We're trying to stay positive, Adzi. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. So you have been listening to Barrels Air Podcast. We've had T-Bone. We have had Mick Plowman, judge with the WSL. And we've had Ads Kennedy, myself. My name is Namu. If you want to get in touch with us, just email us at uh, barrelpodcast at gmail.com. Get us on Instagram. And uh, T-Bone is looking at it with his fingers up. What's going on? Just one last one, Namu. We did actually get a few reviews, I noticed. And, 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 oh, and true, we did, true, we true, did put true. it out there. The yes. best review wins yep. some beer. So, Who's your best one? Um, I think it's the one about the smooth talking, smooth balling. Yeah. Will Snaith, I think. Will Snaith. Will Snaith. Willie Snaith, you got a cube of, uh, what's it called? Cheeky monkey. Cheeky monkey. I've had too many <laughs> cheeky monkeys. Too many cheeky monkeys. Will Snaith, you've won yourself a uh, cube of cheeky monkey. Congrats, where, mate. where does he live? Any idea? Margaret River. I think oh, he lives in Margaret River. Let's come and pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Thought, I thought you stipulated it had to be within 10 k's of your house. Well, no deliveries. He has to come and pick it up. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll find out how to get in contact with, um, is it Will Snaith? Is that Will what he's yeah. We'll no, find no. out how to get in contact with him and uh, we'll, uh, yeah. He can come and get his beers and, um, yeah. Sweet. Mickey Plowman has one more last comment uh, that he would like to make in reference to the judging panels. Yeah, sorry, guys. Just one thing I forgot to mention, and T-Bone, you asked me about guys having to be um, good qualified surfers to be judges and stuff like that. Uh, one thing I probably didn't mention that I should, that everyone should really know about is one really awesome thing about the panel for the Market River Pro the last two years and the WCT in general is they've actually had a female member judging on the tour. So a lot of people probably don't realise that. So at the moment, we've currently got a, a longboarding world champion, and uh, she's originally from San Clemente, but she now lives here in Coffs Harbour in Did Australia. Did she go to Bond University? Uh, her first Did name's she? Tori. Uh, yeah. I was thinking of uh, someone called Rachel. You're thinking oh, okay. of that advertisement, weren't you? That was Rachel Tilly. Get pumping <laughs> yeah. up on um, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just yeah. to give everyone a heads up. I've and never yeah. thought about that. Um, yeah. Do so they use the same judges for the men's and the women's? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the same panel. The only thing that changes, Adzi, is um, the second in charge for the so the head judge Batamo, he'll yep. judge the men's. Yeah. Uh, sorry, head judge the men's, and then when it switches over to the ladies, uh, Luli, who's a Brazilian uh, judge, incredible surfer, WQS level surfer, incredible, phenomenal surfer. He will actually come on and head judge the women's, and oh, so they'll, they'll swap over. So well. it's like they're training him up. So you know if they. Patamo was sick Ooh. or retired. There's someone ready Patamo, to go. Brazilian as well. Brazilian head no. judge so, for the women's and Teddy so, Arda wins. No, you know, so, there, sorry. Yeah, so Patamo oh. is actually from Byron Bay and he's an oh. incredible surfer. So all the guys surf incredibly well. Patamo's from... He's from Byron Bay. Oh. Um, yep, yep. And, interesting um, name. And he's been on tour guys for over 20 years. So he's the current head judge. Yep. And another guy, um, Ratso, he's a priority judge. He Ratso. won. Oh, yeah. Andy Cannon. Andy Cannon. Yeah. So he's he, my sort of guy, Ratso. So he, he, That's what you were thinking of when you called Ace... 
Buchanan as <laughs> exactly. Buchanan. Exactly. It's Ace Buck. It's Ace Bucken. Ace Bucken. Choked me coffee when I heard. Sorry, Ace. Yeah. Sorry, Ace Bucken. Sorry, boys. I let you down. So that yeah, just let you know about him. So he's the priority guy. So he's got a huge job there, and he actually won a world um, masters title. And the other guy that you probably need to know, or most people would know, is Ben Dunn, a former WCT yeah, surfer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so he, he's on the panel. Yep. Um, so just to give you an idea of, of how good quality the um, guys that are judging on this tour are. So yeah. they've, what do they, they pay, one? mate? What do they pay? I know it's in US dollar. So I know that. So, uh, yeah, I know they get paid in US dollar. And, what did um, you get paid per day, Mickey? Or um, is it I got comp? paid in Australian dollar. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's unique. So just a couple of points. So I just thought we'd mention that because I know. Um, yeah, that's and, good, mate. and last year we had a lady, a uh, girl called Liz Hasler, who was an incredible surfer. from. She's from North Carolina, but now lives in Southern California. She was on the tour last year as well. So it's just like. I know surfing was the first one to do equal opportunity with equal pay, yeah. and that's something they've introduced the last few years as a female judge, judging. judging member on the yeah, cool. on the tour, which is awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, good on you. No, it's really good, especially with all the absolute shredders from WA coming up through the system. They tend to uh, sixteen-year-olds. I'm looking forward to seeing that in the next few years, and they'll have uh, some representation on the judging panel as well. Um, all right, we have done last comments, but anything else before we go? I, I used my last comments on Mickey's stories. Yeah, okay. Which is well, rare because I always have a last comment. But Yeah, leave us a review on Apple reviews or whatever and say good day on Instagram. And um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Barrel Surf Podcast. Now we're here and it's uh, Barrel Surf Podcast out.
G'day, T-Bone. G'day, Nanu. How are you? Mate, I'm good. What's going on? You look a little bit sad there, mate. Oh, mate. The missus likes me to have smooth balls. Does she? <laughs> <laughs> mate, she's getting me to wax them to make them nice and smooth. Oh, my God. That must be pretty painful. How often are you doing that, mate? Well, fucking man's got to keep well fucking groomed, Nanu. <laughs> Well, mate, I've got a solution for you. Have you heard of the good folk at Manscaped? Nah, tell me a bit about them. Well, they produce the finest in men's grooming products. They've got the, the ball shaver, the lawnmower 3.0. They've got ball conditioner and they've also got ball reviver. So all you do is you just get your, your lawnmower 3.0 in the shower and shave away at those uh, tree trunks down there, mate. Oh, mate, that sounds a lot easier than the wax method. <laughs> And a lot, and a lot, uh, not as painful as well. Hey, uh, by the way, if you go into manscaped.com and get yourself uh, a lawnmower and all the rest of the kit, put barreled in the coupon and you get yourself 20% off T Bone. I'm onto it, mate. Anything to help me save my balls. 